Hello and welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode 123. I'm your host, Em, and with me is my regular co-host, Jackson. Hello! It's video game time once again. We love video games. It's been a month since Star Ocean. Can you... It feels Wait. like forever. It's been one month? It's been one month. Just one. It's actually been less than one. Be well, a little bit, because we came in pretty hot, but... Well, right, we did come in hot for Star Ocean. It's been less than a month since we finished Star Ocean. it is the 27th, Ocean. so it's pretty late in this month, too. Are you sure it's been less than a month since we finished Star Ocean? We recorded our Star Ocean episode on the 30th, because I put it out the day after. On the 31st. This is... My perception of time is broken <laughs> as you yeah. say this. Yeah, sorry. We played Star Ocean six months ago. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. God. Well, since you've had six months, you must have a ton of video games to talk oh, about. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> um, I mean, I got, I've got a couple to talk about. Uh, I, you know, I was playing Dark Souls for a bit. Game, was... Let's see, gaming news, what happened? You got banned from ERA? <laughs> putting us on the podcast i'm back on i was it was a day long ban but i did get banned from era no it was only a day cowards honestly <laughs> should ban me permanently yes save you from yourself <laughs> i said something rude about crypto and they banned me for it because yeah. he you know it's 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 rude to disparage other people's interests like saying crypto is a waste of money and burns the environment uh, that's what I got banned for, briefly. Um, yeah. <laughs> stuff I didn't think was going to come up on this podcast, but I guess... It's gaming-related. It's it the is gamers technically forum. Game it is the gamers' forum. Um, yeah, I played some Dark Souls. I'm doing, I'm doing my best to get in, see how far I can get into that before giving up like I always do. Um, once again, the issue is not like getting stuck. It is that I get distracted by other things and Dark Souls is very much like you don't have to be focused on it game. I'm in the middle of Blight Town right now. Um, so I should probably go back soon before I forget everything about that place because it sucks. Uh, yeah, Dark Souls is one of those where like you've got to play it the way I play everything, which is like you got to play like a little bit a day. You got to chip it's, away at them. It's mountain. really hard for me because you have to play it consistently, but you also simultaneously cannot play it for too long. No, because uh, you'll just get tilted real bad. Yeah, so can my preferred way of playing a game is just I play it uh, pretty intensely for like a week, and then I'm, I'm done. That's, that's usually how I play games. Yeah. Um, and Dark Souls doesn't support that on either end. So I, I mean, well, I mean if you're I, just better at Dark Souls, you can just play Oh, Dark Souls. right, you can <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm fine at Dark Souls. My problem isn't even that I'm bad at Dark Souls. That's what I thought it was, because I struggled with No, you're with not bad things. at Dark Souls. But I mean, you're I post... impatient, but the part where it's like an action game you're fine at. Because <laughs> I, well, here's the thing my early Dark Souls play, is that I came out and was like, damn, that was, you know, so I'm at Blight Town right now, and I, I, I beat I beat the Bell Goggles, and I hated that boss because it was really difficult, because um, I, I was either, and then, but then I went back and like summoned and um, uh, leveled up, and then it was really easy. So I was like, I didn't feel like it was a great boss, because I was, my, the thing I learned to do is to just get stronger, and then the boss was easy. Um, yeah, because it's felt like didn't feel like I overcame anything, and and that makes sense. And like you know, I've talked to other friends. They're like, no, their boss is there to teach you about the importance of summoning. If someone stands outside the door, it's a two, it's like a two-person uh, boss. It is designed to teach you that summoning is not cheating. And I was like, that makes sense. Uh, but then I went and fought the Capra Demon, which is basically everyone's least favorite boss in the entire game. You um, fucked him up. 
I was like, this is the best boss in the game. Look at this. I'm dodging through his strikes. I'm hitting him down. Just fucked him up. It was great. That, that, that's Dark Souls to me. Anyway, that's why I'm a dirty action gamer and not really a Dark Souls person. But I'm, I'm trying to do my best to get through. I should go back before I lose it and have to start again. You just play Sekiro. We pro we I keep threatening we should do it for abnormal mapping, but honestly we shouldn't. We'd have a bad time. It's too much video game for a single month podcast. I'd um, be fine with it. But that's it. clearly the one that you want to play. Yeah, well, that's why I went back. I, I was gonna just play it, but then I was like, I'll go back to Dark Souls and just I want I want to see if I can break through. And I do feel better that I've at least made it through to Blight Town. And I know the stuff that annoys me. I know the stuff I like about it. Uh, it is. Just, just, I'm just my sensibilities are kind of backwards with Dark Souls. I'm doing, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did that. Halo came out. It, it. I heard. I've heard the Halos out. I am a hater. <laughs> I am a profound Halo Infinite hater in a way I didn't expect to be, and in a way that most other people aren't. <laughs> um, in the. It seems like everyone I know doesn't like it. Well, it's not true. So there are there, are, okay. There are some things about that game that everyone hates, um, and they are so bad that they are dominating the conversation. Uh, specifically, all the monetization and progression stuff is like the worst I've ever seen for this format. It if they if they keep if this game keeps being popular because of the like moment to moment play, and they don't change this within like a month. Um, and I don't know how like much work it will take to change or how interested they are in changing it, so it could totally be this way for a while. Uh, even though they, they have said, oh, we'll, we'll give you a traditional XP system as well. Uh, but right now you have to go and play $10 in the store to get unlocked the color blue. So that's the fucking situation we're talking about. Yeah. Um, it is so bad that it is like two battle passes what Battlefront 2 was to loot boxes on some level, in that it exposes all the ways this is evil. Um, because battle passes were the thing with like no one likes them, but everyone kind of agrees they're better than like the random gambling boxes. Yes. Uh, but now everyone's come around a little and realized that wait, no, these are just like even at least loot box. You you see people saying the phrase at least loot boxes, <laughs> um, which is a ridiculous phrase to say. But they'll say something like at least loot boxes didn't like mean you had to play it every day. Whereas the thing with this is like if you don't play a game every day, you won't unlock the things. You can't play more than one game. I mean that's because the battle pass like. You know, I finished two Apex Battle Passes. I did not play every day. You can do that. It's not no, that no, hard. No, 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 no. You can in some Battle Passes. You cannot yeah. in this one. Um, and this game ended up... So I don't like Apex's monetization. I think it's evil in the same way all these are. But uh, by comparison, Apex is fucking great. Um, the Battle Pass, is, the, the star design system... It fits really well with like battle royale design in general to give you like a few games a day in which you always feel like you've done something and yeah. you don't play for too long every day but you enjoy coming back every day. Hits that balance fine. And then, it, you know, there's a lot of awful stuff to unlock through a million loot boxes and grinding and everything. But because of the design around the heroes, uh, you don't need to unlock like armor pieces or the color blue. You will unlock like a couple. No one's unlocking everything in Apex. That's just never a thing no. that you're expected to do in the way that it's not that you're expected to do that in Halo, but Halo is about having a lot of customization options more than it is finding the one or two skins for your character, right? So, yeah, it's like, oh, they've got a new fuse skin that's sick. I'm going to pay attention to that. <laughs> But I'm not going to pay attention to like the skins for all the 18 other characters I never play because that's no. how Apex works. Yeah, uh, it's like oh, you got a cool Octane skin, great. I don't like that guy. So, 
And they have a version of that here, which is that all the customization parks are unique to armor, like, cores, which means that there are default cores and then customization parts on them. But that isn't the same thing. That just means that you can only... That means you have to unlock every color for every core separately. You have to unlock right blue shoulder pad on every different kind of armor as a separate item. This is how fucked Halo is. So that's what's happening over there. Um, and no one likes that. And that's the big conversation about that game uh, that threatens to derail everything about it. But um, I just don't like playing it. Uh... Uh, they changed the um, the aiming on consoles. People are doing some research into this because it's it's been a bit of a disaster. I can't hit shit in that game. I suck, and I suck at first person shooters in general. This is not me. It is hard to talk about because it always comes back to you. Just think you should have you should be good at games, right? Like it, it, there's no uh, avoiding that conversation. I wouldn't call like the aiming model of all the Halos I've played particularly difficult. Uh, I can't hit shit. In Halo Infinite, and people and, have done. And some... I've, play, I've played through multiple Halo campaigns with you. You're not like the worst world's worst Halo player, or anything. <laughs> no, but I, I say this to say that, like, when I went back to Halo Three after playing Infinite, but like, is it just, is it just have, have my brain just broken? Am I just bad at video games? I got my ass kicked in Halo Three, but it, I could feel like I could shoot guys properly, right? Like, mm. it wasn't me saying, "Oh, I'm bad at this," and it just that just poisons the well of the conversation. People have done some research. Uh, the auto aim works very differently. It still has fairly intense bullet magnetism, which means, like, if you're not aiming... Like, if you slightly miss the aim, the bullet might still hit. Uh-huh. But what it doesn't have is gradial auto-aim. Or I don't know what that word, gradient auto Auto-aim only works when your crosshair is on the guy. Halo mm. auto-aim, until now, has always worked in a field around the guy. So as you start approaching the guy... Uh, the aim will like slow down on how whether you move the right stick, right? Oh yeah, okay. Uh, which when the people are jumping and moving so fast is really important for getting headshots. The entire yes. game has been based around this for twenty years um, because it's a console game. It has always been a console game and it's never been an issue. Now they are trying to call all the people that stream online games. So mouse and keyboard aiming is like where it's been balanced around. Um, and also all those people because they still have bullet magnetism are showing clips of ridiculous like out of context bullet magnetism stuff and saying the auto aim needs to be taken off and console players have the easy time so everyone's at each other's throats it's a disaster uh but all it means that the the progression sucks i can't hit anything and i'm having a bad time i went and played some other first person shooters instead after halo infinite came out and had a much better time i went back to split gate and was like damn it was too we we played like two nights but i thought that game was pretty cool i had a good time yeah that's, it feels more like Halo than this. And I just, I don't know. It's not for me. Uh, and I don't like being the pure hater because I, so, I was so excited. I was so excited for Halo Infinite. <laughs> well, yeah, the other part of this is like after your long wait for the campaign, you're getting a fucking Far Cry game, actually. So. Um, apparently, it might not be like. The previews all make it seem like the open world is like is that, but so boring that you can just go to the next mission and play the game normally. Wait, is it like instance into like actual Halo missions? Yes. So they made they made ODST, but like lied about the part that was important. They made ODST, but they, then they put Far Cry bases in the ODST world. Is what it seems Ooh. like what they did. Man, when we played ODST, you know what we did? We ran as fast as possible past every guy to the next mission that mattered. <laughs> and honestly, the open world stuff ended up being kind of fun because it was just us jumping yeah. around past guys. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Because it um, ends up being like a weird obstacle course of can I can I get to the next thing without having to engage in a giant tank or something because I don't want to. Okay, if I go to the right, can I not trigger these enemies? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so that that's why ODST is the best Halo game. It's a great Halo game. In a way, it was like, oh, we totally could have played this co-op, but uh, it's not going to be there at launch, and everything else about it looks like it sucks. So we're probably just not even going to touch it. I mean, it. we might eventually then. Like, yeah, you, we you might can eventually. go ahead, but. We, uh, we need to finish, finish Halo, Halo 5. 5. Yes, we stopped Halo 5 on the mission with the Arbiter. We need to see this. Yes, uh, we'd see our guy. But yeah, the, the, everything about the story looks so bad. It's doing the like single shot God of War thing because that was in for some reason. Because um, this game's been in development for years and years, years and, and, and years. years and years. <laughs> uh, and. Th- the whole premise of the thing is you have to stop brute Thanos by teaming up with Teen Cortana uh, and you're bantering with Teen Cortana the whole time who's doing like ooh, shoot it with the big thing type banter just like fucking MCU shit all the way down um, it seems he- like hell uh, it's very funny this is coming out at the same time people seem to mostly like that Guardians game anyone who can like stand Guardians enough to play it uh, I don't believe, like, I believe people that the game is competently made, but when people are like, oh, this game is the best writing characters of the year, I'm like, no, there's no way, I just don't believe you. And I'm not, I have, I have to feel the comfort, right, with understanding that I, I don't have to go out of my way to experience something no. that I know I'll just, dis- like, I don't have to play it to have that disagreement be valid. I can just be like, I don't know, but I probably don't believe you, but I'm just going to back away and not care. My my thing is when I, I've watched some, like, VTubers play a little bit of it, because I was just curious, and yeah, yeah, the way it's set up just evokes prestige games. Like, it's, like, behind the back to the side a little bit, but it, the camera's, like, way too zoomed in, so it ends up in that, like, God of War remake, cow lightsaber space of, like, this has the signposts of an important narrative experience game but also it's the fucking guardians of the galaxy <laughs> yep uh, i mean you know the thing that changed right star lord's a deadbeat dad now or something sure. he's a sad he's a sad dad he's got a kid i think okay uh and well i mean it's not the real it's not the movie guardians of the galaxy it's the off-brand, the off-brand kind of based on the comics but not really we're just making fake movie versions of guardians of the galaxy baffling baffling choices all the way down square enix the what are you doing? uh the se mcu <laughs> What are they fucking doing over there? <laughs> um, I don't know how they, that company stays alive. Uh, I, this Final Fantasy fourteen makes a lot of money. <laughs> Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise is going to be a success. It is going to be a success. This is just going to happen. Somehow, against all odds, they will fall ass backwards into it. I mean, I don't know. They're the people who are like, ah, Neo, the world ends with you, did not meet our sales expectations. <laughs> the sequel to a niche DS game you kind of just shat out a couple months ago. They didn't even put a trailer of it in the E3 presentation when everyone was sick of Guardians. Yeah. Uh, but that's my point, is that, like, I don't know, they're a ridiculous company. I don't know what they're doing. They just happen to have enough successes to survive somehow. Yeah. As long as the balance sheet stays in the black, you're fine. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many mistakes you make. <laughs> Uh, they're gonna at some point in the next five years have to put out Final Fantasy Thirteen again. People have um, been yelling at them about that. Luckily, we have an Xbox, so it doesn't matter for us. And also, you're oh, yeah, play I was gonna it. say like, what are you talking about? I can just play Thirteen right now. No, but... the PS4 people are annoyed. Uh, you know, God, uh, PS5 version of Thirteen trilogy. Let's go. That's what people want. That's what people runs fucking like shit. want. <laughs> Somehow they broke it. It runs worse. It's just the PC version again. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, anyway, Halo's disappointing is all I meant to say. Uh, okay. I just, not for me. Um, mm-hmm. and like I said, I might, I'll probably try the campaign cause you know, it'll be free, right? It's still a long game pass. Yes. But 
three for three are not out of the doghouse yet. Yeah. Um, honestly, at both multiplayer and single player so far, Halo Five looks better. Maybe I will enjoy the like actual fighting in the uh, Infinite um, version. Uh, but we've been enjoying the Halo Five campaign a fair bit, and um, I assume part of that is because we're playing co-op, which I know how it was like primarily designed. Um, um, yeah, I mean, we're enjoying it more than four, which is genuinely one of the most unpleasant video games to play through I've ever finished. We're enjoying it more than Reach, I would say, but no, well, yeah, I also hated Reach, but for other reasons, <laughs> but not any more than any of the good Halo games. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, the thing is, um, five's like fine, but it doesn't it doesn't play as good as Reach. I just hate Reach. <laughs> I don't think it like plays as well as like the old Halo games, but I think that like the just the fun chaos of shooting guys in Halo Five is fun in a way that like Halo Are you 4 just is remembering exhausting. that bit where we loaded into the last mission and we spent fifteen minutes like meleeing our buds off the platform? <laughs> that bit was so funny. <laughs> yes, this is what happens when you play a game with me. I'm like, ah, let's not respect the law. Let's let's uh, knock a guy off the ledge. <laughs> don't go off the ledge. Um, look, any game that lets you do. Anything that lets you do that gets a, not defense, but is at least a tick in its favor because uh, I'm always on some level thinking about the clip of Vinny trying to do anything with GTA V and the game being like, no, fuck you. No fun allowed. (laughs) No fun allowed. You can't do things. You can't get into cars or do something silly. How dare you try to underwrite the scripting of this perfect mission? imagine if they didn't let you run around in a circle as the guy was talking to you in Assassin's Creed 1. That's gaming. Anyway. What have you been doing this month? Have you played any video games? I've been playing Undernaught's Labyrinth of Yomi. Which is a uh, dungeon crawler from Experience, published by Axis. I'm playing this on Switch, but it's on everything. I guess it's probably not... I don't think it's on PC, but it's on everything else. It's Um, not a... definitely on steam is it okay i'm just looking at the access page and they don't have a link to like a pc version maybe Um, because they're they're selling physical copies here it it is on steam okay for 46 49 get on anything yeah it's on ps4 it's on xbox one it's on switch all of the consoles it's one damn ps5 version coming early 2022 i don't know why you need that because it's on ps4 well they're gonna add the, the trigger vibration like what <laughs> <laughs> anyway um dia was playing this and it seemed cool like dia plays a but my friend dia dia lacina at dia lacina on twitter everyone knows who dia is they should uh she's a blogger of the year um, yes <laughs> she's uh she always plays these dungeon crawlers they always seem kind of cool but like i know i'll play like four hours of it and fall off um and uh this one just had like really weird character art of like what if we just took random, like, modern day, like, anime characters, like a, a business guy and a manga otaku and, like, uh, like a, a meter, like, a, like just a police officer lady in, like, her, like, skirt uniform or whatever. And we made them go dungeoneering and we slapped, like, a couple pieces of fantasy armor on them. Entrancing. I loved the, like, aesthetic. And so, and Dia said this one's really good. And I've been meaning to. And uh, so, also... A little behind the sausage. Next month we're doing Moon. Um, we'll mention at the end again. But uh, we, we were originally going to do Etrian Odyssey 3. Um, then my life got too busy to play a game like that. And so uh, that was out. But I was like, oh, if I if I have this free time now, I can play like a long RPG just kind of on my own. Uh, I'll pick this up. Uh, and so I've been like chipping away at this. Dia says I'm still in the tutorial, which I believe. Um, 
but I'm like six or seven hours in. And this is like, there's like a, there's like a strange underground, like, I guess it's not underground. It's like a big structure comes out of the earth and the government's been sending people in for decades, but then they just kind of vanish or whatever. And you are, you are a member of a company that's being sent in to look, uh, go in and explore. And I guess it's going to work out for us. But everyone we run across, we kind of cross all these camps of people who've been like massacred. It's got like a big horror bit. Like you walk into a place and just big pile of body parts. It's like a, a JPEG, you know, cause they have no budget. Um, and uh, you, you get a group of six and you go out in a dungeon and you run across enemies and you fight them. And it's just one of those. Um, but it's a good one of those. I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, it seems sick. I've been seeing the things you've both been posting. Yeah. Um, and then on that, I picked up just a couple days ago um, that Lego Builder's Journey uh, game finally came out on Xbox. And I was like, oh, I'll pick that up because I was like, oh, I went on a real console. Um, I don't know if that was the right choice. <laughs> Uh, cause that is a game that originally I think came out on app, like iPad. And, um, I think it would play better with a touch interface. I mean, it seems to be a game about putting Selecting your finger a piece into... and then putting it somewhere over and over again and doing that with like a stick that just kind of like, because it's like very minimalist, it just kind of like moves, like you just kind of pay into the next highlighted thing. But the way it does that is just kind of slow in like a way where they just mean for you to touch a piece. You just touch a piece and pick it up. Um, means that it just plays a little slower than i'd like it looks great I'm, i mean it seems fine it's very pleasant how, um, how are the ray traced lego bricks i don't think they're ray traced in, in this version okay i don't know it's hard to like it's you know leave that to your digital foundries or whatever but like it, it looks nice because it's a game that like has very obvious like baked in lighting and light and like the way it's constructed and whatever but um i don't know Dark Ask One X, else. tell me, are the yeah. Lego bricks ray traced? Are they ray traced? <laughs> and he's like, I'm too busy playing Sonic Generations. <laughs> Fair enough. Sonic Generations is 60 frames a second now. Sonic Unleashed is 60 frames a second now. The world is uh, huge. It's cool. I've never played Unleashed. It seemed bad. It is bad. I I want a new re I guess there's probably like just a way to emulate this really well is the one I haven't played that I really want to is Sonic Heroes. It's on PC. It's literally on PC. Yes. I know, I know, but for some reason they just won't do it. Um it's on, it's on PC and you can get like a nice couple mods that uh you know, uh put in proper button prompts and fix the display issues. Because uh, okay. Sonic fans are not Nintendo fans, but you know Sonic games actually have decent mod support for like fixing them up. There's a decent PC release of Sonic Heroes. It's not on Steam. They don't like make it available to anyone. You have to go find that. Uh, but you can find that. I have right. it on my computer, and it it works very well. You should play cool. Sonic Heroes, and you should play it exactly one time, and then you should stop. Yeah, I mean it's a sequel to Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah, I mean I guess you could play two routes, but like the routes the. <sighs> no no i just mean in that like it's you know it's the sequel to one of the best games ever made so yes and it's not as good as Sonic Adventure 2 and it's definitely like a, oh we're going back to our roots but it's yeah, still a sequel that's to Sonic why Adventure i didn't play 2. at the time because <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2 classic all-time classic live and learn yeah i also i guess i could play shadow the hedgehog at some point in my life that one you do have to emulate okay you have to find a gamecube copy of that and uh did, only come, is there not like a PS2 version or something? Well, yeah, but if you're going to emulate it, you want to do it in Dolphin. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, that's it. It's been light gaming time. I just watch movies. I don't play video games anymore. So, 
Yep. Movies are fucking good. Yeah, and they're like, you know, two and a half hours at most and I'm done. Uh, if video games could be shorter, please, I would play a lot more of them. There are many video games that are as uh, frustrating. I'm mapping 2022. We're just going to play games that are like an hour long. It's going to be great. <laughs> Podcasts will be short. No one's going to like them, but we're going to have a great time. We The gimmick is we the games have to be movie length. Yes. <laughs> Pretty or good less. gimmick. Yeah. I mean, movies are movie length or less. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, that's that's about it, I think. Like I said, not uh, gaming time. No, it's not gaming time. Um, let's do it. Let's talk about the game. Our game club this month is Forza Horizon 5, uh, developed by Playground Games uh, for Xbox Game Studios. This came out the 9th of November, 2021. Uh, you get it a couple days early if you're like me and Jackson and paid for early access. Like a couple of chumps. Like a couple of fucking chumps. Also, if you'll just listen to this podcast, we're not doing Plague Tale. <laughs> if you didn't oh, right. see our tweets yeah, and you'll you load this up like, damn. I can't wait to listen to them talk about Plague Tale. Sorry, I played yeah, about three hours of Plague Tale and had such a fucking terrible time. Also, realizing how much longer I had in that game, thought the game would be like six hours long. Uh, it's not. It's not. And I truly hated it. Uh, and in such a way where it's like, you know, I know that game's smaller and popular. I don't actually think I'm going to get any joy out of being like, here's why all this stealth fucking sucks. And here's why this story's terrible. Um, it's not actually fun. The way you made it sound, it made it sound like I would have to come on this podcast and be like, I had a terrible time. You know, it was good. The last of us. And the last thing I want to do is talk about why Naughty Dog is good. <laughs> right. Because then all <laughs> because I'm doing. Fuck Naughty Dog. <laughs> but on some level, then all you're doing is like, oh, this game could be good, but it doesn't have the money to make it everything dynamic enough. Yes. yes. And even if that is my reaction I like that's fucking terrible that's not a, a position I care about so instead yeah. I'm going to talk about a fucking game that has infinite money <laughs> um, yeah so uh, Forza Horizon 5 is the fifth game again in the Forza Horizon spinoff series from uh, Forza Motorsport uh, which is Xbox's in-house brand of simulation racing games. This game came out on Windows Xbox One and Xbox Series consoles um Serious console, stupid phrase. Well, I don't like saying X slash S. Uh, no, so series everyone consoles. has settled on this. Everyone has settled on this, but it just makes me laugh. Video games are so stupid. Um, but um, you know, we had new consoles and we wanted to play. It's on Game Pass. That's the thing. Is like you could play like, even if you just had a PC. As long as you could run it, you could probably get this, pick this up for like a dollar because that's how much a month like Game Pass trials tend to be, right? So. Mm-hmm. And we were excited for it. We were like, damn, it's yeah. time for Forza. It's time for gaming. And so, we Jackson, like, what's the story of Forza Horizon 5? Are you serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking with me? I mean, there is one. 
you hot off your success from um the the running the sh- the festival in from terrorizing uh, the uk <laughs> in the uk are a british lady or man i guess are a british or influencer them. or them right yes i guess you can actually be gender neutral here which man voice were. and woman voice but you could pick your pronouns you can pick your pronouns but you are a blue pizza presenter slash influencer come to mexico to be the superstar of the new horizon festival and as you go there you uh build up the horizon festival and help it be the best festival ever and then you do i would like to you describe to the audience what the horizon festival is (laughs) the horizon festival is an ecological disaster that (laughs) falls upon uh, any given country for an entire three-year cycle (laughs) of endless racing. Um, And this is the critique that everyone makes, but I don't think that, like, takedown is necessarily interesting. What I do think is really funny is the ways in which they attempt to, like, reckon with this yes. <laughs> like in the game they don't just let it just sit there it's like ah oh, it's cars it's the fantasy of cars they instead have to like because it, the culture is how, how it is they have to dedicate a lot of the writing to be like this is how respectful of mexico we're being as we do donuts as we as, in an as indigenous we temple. A jump off of a temple <laughs> and i'm like losing my mind laughing <laughs> the audacity of the thing in front of me but yes it is it is a uh, a festival that is technically year long i guess because of the seasons gimmick uh it is a combination like music and party festival that is led by the drivers i guess because they host races of various kinds uh this uh the new gimmick here is that there are different festival outposts with all built around different race types and you can choose which ones you want to expand to at any given time and then whether you're unlocking uh races or races dirt or races dirt slash road or uh pr stunts (laughs) yeah i have to i have to emphasize this the aesthetic is extremely what if south by southwest was the fast and the furious but through entirely through the lens of like an hr department like rubber stamping everything to make sure it's the most like corporate like friendly version of itself um and and i mean that in like both a damning way but in a way that's like it's so like there's nothing here. It's vapid in like such a like shiny, polished up. Like we're ready to present. Uh, every character feels like they're like three seconds away from like their like Kickstarter pitch video uh, at all times, uh, and it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> it's what yeah. And the Forza Horizon games have had this tone for a while, um, but. The, the specific thing that makes it funny here, right, is the choosing Mexico as the destination that they deliberately chose um, the UK last time in, in a way to, like, get away from the idea of the big critique of Forza Horizon. So, is, so where, where have they all been? The, uh, there was right. Australia, uh, Colorado, right? Colorado, uh, Europe, like, uh, Italy, slash France, like, along the, the coast, the south coast. Um, uh, then Australia, then the UK, then Mexico. Uh, okay. And after hard, like, hard swing there, <laughs> hard swings, hard swings there. So yeah, the the we, the, we ran out, we ran out of the white people places we could get away with. But they were deliberately like setting it in places right that were like everyone knows the Forza Horizon is about going to a cool place and seeing like doing cool car stuff in a 
very exotified location. More I would say than, there's nothing exotic about Colorado, but I haven't played that one. I specifically use exotified rather than exotic. Yes. Because they are like presenting these tourist visions of yes. real yeah, places yeah. more than they are presenting anything realistic. Uh, yeah. And also, obviously, what this means is since 2014, when they made a second one, uh, everyone has been asking for the same thing because every gamer is a cliche, uh, which is the every every time so people are going is this the time we can we have japan please which is so funny games are so funny uh because you know the thing is like as much as as much as i also love initial d um that's one mountain you get to drift down (laughs) and the rest of it is like japanese city streets which is not like a compelling race argument to me i mean i do wish these games had more like city racing yes Um, yes, that's the thing i i think it's missing but uh this this led to forza horizon 4 right which is in the uk and they they came with the variety through the seasons method um of like this this really changed the environment and how you drive and it does it genuinely does but most of the uk map is like country roads take me uh, home, take to, the me home to the place where i belong uh edinburgh <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a fairly samey environment even like they did their best there's like forests and hills and uh but it, it, this is the most like okay what place can we have where we have distinct like biomes in a video game ass way and they settle in mexico so you got like uh the west coast is all um deserts and uh you got the like actual sandy deserts and then like the more not quite rocky but like cactus deserts right yeah uh, and then you got a jungle towards the uh towards the east coast um you got swamps. mountains you get like a full swamps swamp. yeah so yeah. you have like and then you have a fairly fairly big city for for one of these uh, games not uh, also the pl- you have a huge fuck off volcano <laughs> yes you have a massive fucking volcano the both sides have been expertly designed to give you two different drift tracks <laughs> yeah they're sick uh they gave you a road one and a dirt one you want to fucking drift up and down a volcano we got you yeah i do in fact actually want to do that uh so it it is like a very well chosen world in that sense but because it's no longer in the uk where like they live um they're, they're they're clearly very conscious of the critiques uh that you can apply to a game like this which as i said only makes it funnier because the idea that i would like take this seriously as a thing is like a I mean, they're they are doing the the they are clearly exotifying Mexico and selling you it back to you in this like festival. You cannot well write enough radio well, lines. I mean, yeah, the thing the thing here is that they're doing it for an audience that is like savvy to like understands that racism is a thing, right? Like this yes. is this is this is kind of the core, like the Microsoft brand message is like you're woke, you care, so we want to make sure that you're an ethical consumer by selling you a vision of Mexico that's very respectful of the culture. Everyone pruna- like leans into their pronunciation of things correctly, um, in a way that sometimes gets cartoonish in its own silly way. But like it's like the very like liberalist capitalist message of like no you were doing this respectfully so go ahead and enjoy all the bounty of beautiful mexico <laughs> it's so funny because yeah the the thing is so obviously ridiculous the putting that layer on top of it just makes it pure comedic yes um, <laughs> and uh i love it it's it's great it's stupid uh and i i guess i had a good time with it um I prefer it to, I mean, yeah, I guess I technically prefer this kind of like, we have asked backwards fallen into trying to sell you how 
the doing donuts around uh, indigenous temples in Mexico is uh, actually progressive and due to the values of family (laughs) (laughs) is definitely better than like, look at the beautiful pastoral England and the values of the Britain because there's no way to like exotify the UK that isn't evil. Even if they're not, I know like this game isn't, Forza Horizon 4 isn't necessarily the world's most Tory game or anything, but by leaning into that image and having to sell that in the same way, it becomes that it like you yeah. cannot avoid that when I, you are I think showing the, the world's most tory game is actually the the forza motorsport where they got the the uh top gear guys they got the no 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 they got the top gear guys for forza horizon 4 oh uh, did they no well kind of but the, they'd already been fired so there's the oh, new top gear guys forza motorsport that just has top gear stuff in it yeah it's both of them but i'm saying between those two games okay. the top gear guys we all know and hate uh, got fired yeah. for being yeah. evil fair enough <laughs> because jeremy clarkson was throwing shit at guys head yes. and the bbc fired him so they have the, a different guy in the Top Gear. You, but you can still be the Stig in Forza Horizon 4. God. It's so out of date. I'm like, damn, this is a decade out of date. Culture has left the Stig behind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anyway, that's the stuff with the like premise of and presentation of the game. Uh, yeah, it's weird because like... Um... Like, like I said, the game gives you pronoun options. Two voices, though. Just two voices. A man and a woman. British. Uh, very British. Like, very, I guess, masculine and feminine coded. But, like, there's, like, fucking the most, like, dog shit $3 Japanese game gives you eight voices, right? Like, what are we doing here? And, <laughs> and then and then there's an, an array, array of clothing that veers between Clown and Tiger Woods 2011. <laughs> Man, remember when we were gonna do Tiger Woods 12 when they took the servers off like a week yes. later? <laughs> but it's like it's like it's like oh here's like a inflatable dinosaur costume and here's 18 of the same dog shit like Sims stock polo. Please enjoy. And every every single character, every single guy you can be is the most uh awful influencer type person you can imagine yes. uh just like the vibes throughout they all look like the people that dan reichert beat to get married in the taco bell <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, and then like it's weird because there's like like uh, this is not a game like you see your character in cutscenes but it's not necessarily a game about like being a person really um like there's story beats in the story missions and like they're okay like you know i, fine, I thought yeah. some of them were fun uh like in terms of like the writing for what they were there's one where like a whole uh, other team of racers shows up and the guy that your guy who works the festival is like they're here to fuck they're gonna ruin the fucking festival turns out they just want to race they don't care they're fine yeah the the moments where they're like the they have fun in the like story missions um which are when we say story missions they are they are called stories but they are completely disconnected there is no central uh like through line yeah um so they have these things and they sometimes like play with the writing in such a way where it's like is there gonna be stakes now no no No. (laughs) it's Um, fun but then, like, th- when you're doing your character, des- like, designing, there's, like, a whole section that's, like, we put in prosthetics because we think it's important. To, like, there's, like, a mandate to be accessible and, like, acknowledge disability. And so you get a bunch of cool, like, and, they're like, it's genuinely, yeah, I've never seen this game, a bunch of, like, prosthetic arms and legs. But, like, your characters still look like stock PlayStation Home influencers. <laughs> and there's not, like... There's no like hearing aids, right? Like the it's only the extent of like we can aestheticize a cool limb that has multiple colors that you could pick. And then you can put the world's most boring jacket over it so you can't even see it, but you can do it. We'll allow you to do it. Well, it's very strange it's like it I it, when we make fun of the like uh 
this stuff. We're not saying that it's bad to have it, right? Like, no, it no, is no. A it's, it's, like, it's only it only begs the question of like one, why have I never seen this in a game before? And yes. two, why did they just stop here with like arms and legs? Like, I, I can't I can't make a character that like uses a wheelchair in cutscenes. I can't make a character that's just missing a limb without like having all the limbs. Um, I can't get, I can put a character in hearing aids. Like what? Like that's a that's like a very common like uh you know an aid people have in their real lives right yes. um i can't make a character anything other than thin <laughs> the body types no. are just like one body type all the way down and so it comes off as like th this is a good move but by in a lot of these games right like by showing you the thing they do have the budget and focus to actually put in it just reveals yes. more biases um yeah and you, and you get the sense, like, there was an argument, like, oh, we should include something, and this is what they said along, because it was easy to do, and at the end of the day, it, the, 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 the limbs look cool, like, they're, they get an aesthetic of coolness that, like, a character that has to be in a wheelchair does not in the way the culture depicts uh, disability. Well, um, it feels like when I'm when i do that right when i select the arm it feels like oh i've got myself a big boss arm more than it's like yes uh genuine representation of anything and it's like a cool thing i'm glad it's there but it is not that deep yeah and, and this is just, this yeah. is not even accusing forza horizon 5 no. of like this is the one thing where like in especially like you know progressive spaces you are often harder on the people who are trying than the people who don't because it's easy to write something off like like you know ubisoft's putting out some fucking game that's getting a whole country mad at them every six months um but i don't pay attention <laughs> to those because i don't give a shit well uh, this one i'm like oh they did something but now i'm going to critique it because they did a thing so let's see how like we should push it like see how far we can get away so you end up like being harder on the things that are trying than the things that aren't that's just natural i'm not here to say like it's bad that they did this it's good they did this. more games should do this you, but we should also go further but let's be completely clear when it comes to things that are trying and uh are evil nothing and i mean nothing in the world comes as close to being as completely ridiculous as uh the call of duty game it, advertised by genuine real life like fascist conspiracy theories in a way that's like still shocking that they they did that uh where you could as a member of ronald reagan's secret black ops team select your non-binary identity that he would respect <laughs> yeah that's true i kind of forgot that happened yeah I will never forget. I mean, that is on the level of uh, Ubisoft releasing that one Coast Recon game that like ha I caused a literal diplomatic incident from being so racist, yes. fucking racist. Yes. And they had to set the next one and like, ah, oh, it's in fake Metal Gear Solid Shadow Moses land. Don't know, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, which is to say video game writing is in a weird place where you try <laughs> to please everyone. And uh, it's just interesting. It's just interesting. Like, it's, you know, I don't play a lot of like new release games. So seeing this, I'm like, okay, strides have been made, but only in like the safest ways possible. And there's so much room to go here yes. with this. Um, but, you know, whatever. I made a, I made a they, them. And uh, so did I. Uh, had a prosthetic limb, uh, like a leg, and that was cool. I'd never like, seen that before. Uh, yeah. Trying to find clothes that then allowed that leg to be displayed in my character model. D tricky, because everyone wants to put you in stupid pants. The clothes are not good. <laughs> clothes are not good. Clothes are... The, cl the, clothes, the clothes are a reward for the spins, and every time I get clothes, I'm like, well, I just, that, that spin was like into the ether. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> the spins are also just really funny as a concept, because... Three games ago, they were like on the loot box train, so the spins yeah. kind of sucked. Uh, the clothes were like a thing that you could monetize there, and they also jammed up the spins, so you weren't getting as many cars. Um, mm. And they were selling spins. This game, yeah. they are not selling spins yet, possibly ever. Uh, the monetization and their like 
I mean, just like Halo, you can tell the Microsoft's the the engagement metric the Microsoft is measuring in Game Pass is daily active users. So all of the design is around: can we get people to come back tomorrow? Can we get people to do their dailies? Can we get people to do their weeklies with with time limited content that you have to play every season? Just like the it's it's better than the Halo stuff, um, but it is uh, definitely uh, you know <laughs> along those same lines, just slightly less obviously terrible to the entire audience. Yes. Um, so that's where like the the focus is, but they still have these uh, like casino spins you do to unlock things, and it's just like a weird thing that I guess they didn't come up with a new system. Yeah, um, it's weird. Uh, so the gameplay itself, uh, specifically Forza Motorsport, what is was always has been a simulation driving game in which that means that uh the cars try to be realistically modeled and it's a game about like finding a good driving line um more or less respecting how racing goes and like the game will let you crash into other cars but you really probably shouldn't they don't want you to um and uh braking properly and you know using your throttles and your gears and playing it like you drive a real car um I really like Forza Motorsport. Uh, two and three were foundational games for me getting into driving games. Um, like them a lot. Forza's gimmick was they had rewind where you could just, if you crashed or something, you could rewind a little bit. Uh, this used to be a limited thing per like event, but now they just let you do it whenever. Um, and yes. I feel like the rewind has proliferated through the genre as like a solution to how do we get normal people to play a game where some, if you don't take a turn, right, you will destroy 20 minutes of progress in a race. Yes. Uh, Forza is one of the, it was, I don't think it was the first thing with first in grid, I think, but it was one of, it was one of the first games to like really introduce the idea of the rewind. And before this game, you turning rewinds off meant something. It would change your like credit rewards. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and the the like the difficulty options adjusting your credit rewards is also a classic Forza thing that's been there forever yes. uh, since I think the first game, um, but by this point, yeah. credits are so not meaningless because they are still you still need them and you're still like God I need some more credits, but they are no longer the primary way of unlocking cars. Um, yeah, um, while you can end up using them in the auction house and in uh, in the like auto show, you're mostly just going to get cars through just the amount of uh unlocks you get uh slash uh, you know doing cheating <laughs> slash grinding and everyone yeah. lo- looking up how do i get as many super unlock spins as quickly as possible and everyone buying that one van um yeah but what that means is then this is the big critique of forza horizon well, okay, so specifically, I just want to say, uh, Forza Motorsport, well-regarded, like, yes. instantly overtook uh, Gran Turismo, which is in its flop period at this point. Let's um, let's let's be clear when we say instantly. Forza Horizon, not Forza Horizon, Forza 1, 2, and 3 all came out before Gran Turismo 5. Like, yeah, in, in, in the gap, period. In the gap between... Four, but, no, a flop period means a bad game. There yeah, was no fair. game. There was, no, there was nothing. It was just Forza for the entire back half the of the The promise of someday all of this uh, audio recording will be put to use is a flop period to me. Uh, <laughs> that's true. But, um... Uh, yeah, no, so then it, you know, became the two big competing things, and then, uh, you know, Grand Turismo came back, and those games have met, like, you know, people, people liked most of them, right? People liked them, um, but the thing with Grand Turismo is that 
everyone was kind of frustrated by five and six being weird disasters of mixes of old cars and new cars yes yeah um and then sport is a very stripped down thing that's mostly about the online uh, which people really like they really like the online and the driving but the thing that has been lost and this eventually gets lost from forza as well is that these games and especially the early gran turismo's which even more than the forzas used to be about getting a shitty fucking car and then doing some things and unlocking a slightly better car. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to build the narrative here. So like yes. Forza comes out and because it's like the one that like Microsoft's pouring graphics money into it. Right. And the 360 is ascendant. So it, it starts to take off. But then you get to the point where like it's been, it's been made accessible to normal people. I got in like they're like a lot of people open it up, but it's still like a game about making sure you break properly through corners on tracks. Uh, you know, you're going to go to Twin Ring Motegi and you're going to race it. And it's going to take some time. That's what you do. Um, and it had a reputation for being kind of stuffy. Like everything, the cars are presented in beautiful, like car commercial style ways as they go on. It gets It's very dry and very British. So they're like, we're going to make a, a Forza spinoff for everyone. And that's how Forza Horizon happens. It's a little goofier. Um, the graphics are like louder <laughs> just in, in the game um and it's more of an open world where you do you basically end up doing the same stuff but by driving from one place to another to find the events and then there's like a character and the horizon festival idea built around it and then off-roading was introduced which was not originally in there which is wild to me that horizon didn't have off-roading because so much of this game is me going i need to get across the map it'd be easier to just drive up this fucking mountain <laughs> Yes, and that's been true since I think three, maybe two. Yeah. I don't remember. I I haven't played two, and you can't. You legally cannot play two anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, because these are all g- car games with like a bunch of licensed cars. They just get they stop being sold uh, in like what like five year cycles or something. I think it's four right now. But okay. um, you cannot buy a Forza Motorsport game. They do not exist. No. Um, like you can get the last two Forza Horizon games, but you cannot get a single Forza Motorsport game because they didn't manage to get one out while the license for the last one still was still green. Yes. Uh, so when Forza comes I mean, you back, you can always buy used discs, obviously, but that's yeah, yeah. how people buy games in 2021. But also, like so much of the games are about the DLC that like half the yes. game is fucking gone regardless, and that's yes. true of every game after yes. four. Like yeah. I installed Forza Motorsport three before we played this, just to, like familiarize myself with how was the old games, and I had the game of the year version. I put the disc in, I installed the DLC from the disc, and then I played it, and I have that whole game, uh, and it's great. It's it's still good, um, but every game after that is half DLC, so you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Unless you bought it at the time, you cannot experience those games. Yeah. Um, but in the intervening time since this happened, like all the Forza Ascendancy happened, the entire rest of car video game culture has vanished from the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Need for Speed, I guess, is still happening, right? One of those came out this year, didn't it? Or was that last year? Well, no. So Need for Speed, tragically... The last game that they made, everyone really liked. They finally made a good one, and then they shut down that studio. <laughs> Great. So, um, is yeah. as what I'm fairly sure is happening there. Uh, what actually happened is that Codemasters got shot in the head earlier yes. this year, uh, ripped them. I mean, they're still making games, and I'm sure they'll still be good. But uh, you cannot expect people often do this. Like, oh, we'll see. I'm, we will not see. I'm not going to be like. I mean, Ooh, to will be, like, like, Codemasters were the ones. They're the, they're like the the one studio that was still holding it down. Like, I like. I love Dirt and Dirt Rally. Um, they do the F1 games. Great. 
but like they are now owned by ea right and they'll yes. still be making games and people are like oh we'll see how this goes this never goes well but i'm like this is to me like asking if if i you know throw something into the air will it come down uh it is on ea to prove that they're not like they are and they are they, i'm sorry they are the games will get worse it is just gonna a fact of life is how it's yes. gonna happen uh and i will not uh, entertain the idea that they won't because it's just setting myself up for disappointment that is pointless um and it's a shame right because those those codemaster games are pretty good yeah um dirt rally uh two one of the best games ever made if you ask me it's it's fucking fantastic even the i'm doing the dirt races in this and i'm like damn dirt rally yeah i could be like dirt rally <laughs> be having much better time um but yeah like just the the idea of like race like both car games and arcade racers just kind of vanished outside of these like big like where when was the last real like ridge racer that wasn't just reused tracks in a package 2006 yeah <laughs> ridge racer's gone mario kart's put out the same game like three goddamn times it feels like uh how many i mean you could argue 20 times but uh, well yeah i'm not but you know what i mean <laughs> i know what you mean um, yes they didn't even make a different one since got it it's almost been a decade you're right mario kart yeah. 8 was almost a decade ago yeah and it's still F-Zero starting. doesn't exist no... on this earth. Wipeout has has basically disappeared. They keep, they, you know, they put out a nice version of those old games, and they're good games. But like, they're not making a new one of those. And also, to be clear, Forza Motorsport, uh, Forza Horizon, everyone who worked on the games you like is making Forza Horizon now. Yes. It contains all the like anyone who's still who didn't get go somewhere else, right? Like Bizarre Creations. That's they're they're at uh, playground games uh mm. the the sony liverpool guys not everyone 100 percent, obviously that's not how yeah. studios work but there's a lot of british racing talent uh that were making many different games in many different studios and that's not how games are made anymore a lot of those people went to playground games uh, like yeah. when forza horizon came out it was like they sold it as this is the super team of racing games that you used to enjoy but don't exist um and it makes sense because like they're really cool games, but this we just actually talk about the driving Forza Horizon, I guess, and the, like yeah, the racing. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I think racing in this game is amazing. I think the actual part where you control a car is like fantastic. Some of the best driving in video games. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I just f- fully agree. They, their their car uh, Forza's car model has always been really good. Um. It allows it allows a lot of nuance, um, even like just with a controller. Like I used to be a person with a wheel, not like a full setup, but I did have a wheel at one point in my life. Great way to play one of these games if you can do it. Uh, maybe not Horizon, but Forza Motorsport with a wheel, incredible. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, d- d- like because they spend all this time and make make it play really well. Like that part's great. I love to drive. A, I love to do a race. It doesn't even really matter what kind. Like, I'm not particularly fan of, like, drifting um, in a realistic game, but I think their, like, drifting model is, like, just generous enough that, like, I feel like I can do all right. And that's nice. Yeah, they take the Forza driving model and have modified it enough in the arcade way where it just feels incredible. And this is the thing that um, Project Gotham did really well of uh, somehow managing to be... It's clearly not a sim. It's no longer a sim, but it has all of the, like stuff that makes sims good mm-hmm. it's still about controlling a real car in interesting ways um in like challenging tracks and making sure you brake and making sure you do all the right it's not just like press a button to drift right which is the ridge race away yeah. and i love ridge racer it's a different it's a different thing but it 
manages to thread that needle better than any game I've ever seen. And that's how much it's a sequel to the Project Ra- Gotham Racing stuff. That's what those games were always really yeah. good at. And it, like it, they're they're very aware. Like even like you mo- mentioned that like the two drift courses up the volcano one's dirt and one's road and those feel very different because of the nature of like the road the surfaces you're driving on like they do that stuff really well yes and especially in like the various race types right like there's a street racing there's a uh road racing uh which is like street racing is traffic road racing is cut off uh and they have two forms of dirt racing which are like cross country and route and dirt but this is a little more um this is the weakness of an open world in that like both of them are mostly mi- like they all have bits of road and bits of dirt because the world isn't set up with like full dirt tracks as much as you would really want for that stuff yes it's like a couple of like actual like in, in universe they have made a track inside the world right like there are a few actual circuits but when they make it out of just like the open world you cannot get a full dirt track in the way you might want for dirt racing yeah yeah, it's weird because you end up like like playing this. I'm like playing through. I'm like, okay, the 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 all the all of these events are pretty good. I'm enjoying racing them, but when I go to when I go to like the rally events, I'm like, I'd rather be playing dirt rally. When I go to the road racing, which is my favorite event, I'm like, man, Forza Motorsport is coming. I cannot wait to play a new Forza Motorsport where I just pick a course that I've driven 20 times and I know the turns. I'm like, this time I'm really going to nail turn four because it always gives me trouble. That's like what I want out of one of these style games and the nature of an open world, unless you put in the like 800 hours that like when you, when you, Jackson, play uh, like Burnout Paradise, you're playing that game where you know the streets well enough that you can just, it's a course. But like, the open world precludes that for normal play because it's too big to hold in your head. Uh, yes. And specifically, I am playing that in Burnout Paradise and not in yes. other Burnout Paradise style games. Yes. Because Burnout Paradise is a game I've played for 300 hours. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that is that is the skill. Is It is purely the time to like... I know, and I will know for the rest of my life in my bones where to turn in that city. Uh, yeah. I know exactly where the shortcuts are in the same way I know where like things are in my own hometown that I haven't been to in seven years. Yeah. Um, like, this is just true. Uh, and I guess Horizon could get there, but the world is so big. It's so big, and the course is so segmented, and there's so much shit to do, that I don't think I would unless I played it f- like every week for the next three years, like some people do. But I'm just not someone who plays one game. Yeah, exactly. But because this has... Because it's in many ways one of the only, like basically the only game in town, it, it has a community of people who th- this is their game. They will play it until the next one comes out. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Um, and so by being kind of everything for everyone, I think like moment to moment, I'm mostly like, I would rather play the three games that scratch every individual itch a little better, even though th- I think like overall, this is like a genuinely good experience to drive in. Um, I just don't want to play an open world game, like basically period. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, not only, not only do I not want to drive from one event, to, like I'm basically at this point, I'm fast traveling anywhere I want to go. Cause I've, I've, I've hit enough billboards that it's cheap enough to do so. Um, but also but not free. <laughs> I just want a fucking progression system. Yes. So here comes the thing that is like, not just the critique of Forza Horizon 5, but like the thing that people are mad about in general about modern racing games. And because this includes some of the other Forza games and people are resting all their hopes on Gran Turismo. And we'll see. We will see. Because uh, they're not really... They haven't really shown their hand, but they, they don't know. They don't know which way it could go. 
People want an a car game in which your car matters. And Forza Horizon in single player is not one of those games. You have so many options for tuning, for like choosing your car, for uh, upgrades, and for events. But when you go into an event, the event is built around your car dynamically. Well, so, so here's the thing. It, yes, this splits. It does like the cars drive different. Even like tuned to the same like tier level, like yes. the way in which they model cars is fairly accurate. So like the difference between driving like a, a, a all wheel drive car versus like a front wheel drive car versus like cars that are big versus cars that are small all do feel different. Like that part, the, in that part, the cars do matter and the tuning does matter. Yes. Like drift cars, if you don't tune them properly, aren't going to do the thing you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously, the, the cars yeah. matter in so but far as for like- the events, the challenges are always built around what you've got. And the, so like the rubber banding is baked into the idea of what you're doing in the game yes you can do any race any car can enter any race and you will have the same challenge it's sent to yeah. the philosophy which i understand as a casual philosophy to like let people do what they want but at that point i'm like and this is my complaint with the other forza horizon games and it was still true here i have not fixed this i only enjoy myself more by deliberately going in and being like i am going to design the game in my head and play that and well, yeah, ignore here, the, the, game. the thing for me is like realizing like i really like a class cars so if i'm going into an event i'm probably just going to pick a car get a tune that's in a class and that's how i'm going to be driving the game because that's where i think like the most fun is at it's a fast car but it's not uncontrollably flat fast like the supercars um and sometimes you just want to drive like a fucking C tier piece of shit. And that's fun too. If you just have a race, that's like about what if all our cars sucked? I, why is, why have they taken that out of racing games? Everyone likes to drive a Ford focus. Uh, the thing is the, I don't think this is true for like a broader audience. I think the broader audience wants to get in a real fast car and like drive and like not have, and not have to worry about breaking or flying off the road. And like, that's why the default ver when you boot up the game, there's like a whole five minute sequence where the default controls have all the assists on. You might as well just like hold down the button and let the game play itself at that point. <laughs> It's it's so weird because what ends up happening is you get a lot of people who are like, damn, I'm going to upgrade my car the fastest because, you know, faster is better. Um, it's not. It's not better. <laughs> not realizing that it just makes every race harder, right? So you get a lot of people yes. who make their, their car as fast as possible, put on all the upgrades down to a super fast tune, then get annoyed that they're losing all the time <laughs> uh, yeah. and they can't control their car. Um, yeah. Because the game is, like, so automatically tuned that it pushes against your, like, innate human understanding of what makes cars good yeah because um, everyone saw it's fun to take out like a fucking s tier car and you're like man this thing is wild and it feels dangerous and out of control and i gotta be careful and like it's it's hard it's hard to drive a really fast car but when i'm choosing cars for my races i'm like i'm gonna i'm doing one of the, like cross-country races and i'm yeah. picking an a-class 2002 subaru impreza every time and that's <laughs> just what i'm racing i'm like this is great this is gaming this is what it is uh and those are fantastic but i just wish that like I wish I was selecting a car for a crit like for a race that existed in the yes. in was that was designed. Yeah, and the way the way the early forces worked in like the early Grand Turismo was it's like okay, this race is all for C tier cars of like like rank six hundred, so you have to get a car that meets that spec. Um, and then if you don't have one, you can buy one from the list. But like, it's not like now it's since it's so tailored around the cars you own. Part of that I liked was like. If you go into a challenge, it's like, this one's for B-tier drift cars, European drift cars only. And you now have one, it's like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna learn on the road about how to drive this fucking car. And sometimes you find new cars that you never would have picked to drive. And you're like, man, I really like this one. 
yes um and that just doesn't really like it there are things that like lean that way but here they're mostly around like challenges well like yeah. in this specific challenge you need to see car see class this thing and they're all in the like weekly seasonal content and not a basic progression system yeah and because i i focused mostly on doing just the story content this yeah i haven't even touched any of the seasonal shit i haven't seen any of that <laughs> i did some of it but then i'm like i'm not doing it next week i like i want to play a game and be done with it in, in yeah. fact like because we played this game at the start of the month when it came out and then i came back a couple weeks later doing some more stuff yeah and i just felt like exhausted because of all the stuff i realized i'd missed like oh I, i'm that car's out of reach now oh if i don't if i don't do this within the next three hours i'm gonna lose this car and i'm just like disincentivized from playing more because i feel the guilt it's not even guilt but like the, the guilt is like in the code right the guilt is in front of me even I mean, yeah, if i don't the feel it's built in right like that's yeah. probably better than guilt yeah I mean, FOMO's a better term but it's like there even if I technically don't want that car and don't care about that car, I do want races and challenges to work through, but not in this manner, not on a time limit, and not in a way where if I don't do them, I don't get the fucking initial D car. Yeah. I don't even want the initial. I got the, I got, you know, I got a, a Skyline. I got the other initial D car, and I'm very yes. happy with it. Love it. I Great also, like, I'm like, I could go back next week and get the initial D car when it's on on the on the challenge but i don't think i want it like i'm not really drifting i spent a lot of time in the panda treno in like forza 3 and i'm good i'm good i've spent all my it's a shitty car that's the thing about the initial d car it fucking sucks yeah i mean like i'm i'm i don't really like drifting in this game like i I, it's fine i'm good i'm decent enough at it i don't hate it but i'm mostly doing racing uh and specifically mostly doing like the, the the most fun I had is when I you know go into first person mode and I'm in in the cockpit view and I'm like I'm using manual and clutch and I'm doing proper racing in a way that I haven't done the Forza game in ages. Yeah, this um, is this is my thing with the Horizon model specifically is because it's open world. I feel disincentivized to play that way because if I'm in the cockpit like fiddling with my gears, I'm not scanning the horizon for like boards to break. <laughs> Yeah, you can't do and, this in the open world. Yeah. <laughs> I, basically, I, lose tra- I lose track of my map marker that's off in the distance because I'm busy fiddling with the fucking car in front of me. Um, and all that stuff goes away when you're just like driving the course you've driven 20 times. Like that's the thing you get when you know the course is you can focus down on like, how do I drive this? Um, and I think an open world by its nature is hostile to the idea of like learning to do the like fiddly bits of driving that are like satisfying in and of themselves. I mean, yeah, I agree. But I also think that like... Be- and maybe this won't be true because at this point like the playground game stuff and the turn 10 stuff are so separated that i don't know if forza motorsport 8 or i think it's just called forza motorsport they're just you know uh, is going to feel like this um but when i'm in the cockpit right and i i have the assist turned off uh and i'm doing this driving and i'm nailing my like manual transitions with the clutch uh the sound design and the feel of it is so fucking good yeah. Uh, but I'm like, damn. This is this is the thing I want. Is this? And I and I, I got yeah. a lot of it from the game. Like, you know, there were tracks I learned because yeah, I spent yeah, enough that, time on them. That's the thing. Is like for all my frustrations here, like the nature of what this game is. But like minute to minute, I enjoyed it. I'll probably keep still playing it. Now that we're not doing it for like a thing, I could just boot it up, do a couple races, go back. I'm never gonna get all the cars. I don't care. I will not 100 all of anything in this game. But it's like a fun thing to just put on while I'm like watching a YouTube video, uh, drive mm-hmm. around with. It's great. I, I love the racing. I think it feels amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, I just wish it was an open world. If if it just had tracks and it still had all the same setting, like you could you could set you because they're the way they build the, the open world is they take 
corners and stuff from famous tracks and like constructions people like and they just all place it down in like a disneyland version of like if you could have the ideal roads for racing we built them all for you here you go um you could just do this all as tracks and you could still go up a volcano and you can still like ride along the coast and you could get all of the, 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 the like theming that is good, but then it also just be an array of 30 tracks that I think would just be killer. And like, I think it'd be a much better game for it. You know what game you're describing? <laughs> what? Um, a Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Whatever the first Criterion Need for Speed game is, that they did that, and everyone fucking loves it. <laughs> so, Doesn't the game have an open world? Like that's the cops no, no, and robbers no, game. No, right? Most Wanted has the open world. Oh, okay. They made two. Okay. Uh, and I think Need for Hot Pursuit. Well, unfortunately, is... I played the cops and robbers one. I mean, they they are both cops and robbers games. Yes, oh, Hot Pursuit. Okay. But that that one was track racing in like designed worlds, okay. uh, and everyone everyone likes that game. It just got a remaster nice um, but yes it is weird and you do have to do a lot of work right to like if you say i want an open world game where i fuck around you can have that here if you say i want the like tr- game about doing designed events and learning them you can have that here you just have to like force it right you have to make the game while you play it you have to go up to events and be like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna choose a d-class mini and we're gonna have a great time yeah. uh and I did, and I did, but and, like I had to do that. I had to force the game to do that. Yes. And I would just like to sit down and hit the next event on my event calendar. Like I just want, I just want Forza Motorsport two and three again, but like looks like this. And then the thing is, like Forza Motorsport seven did not have this. It was all like a weird loot box game about going through various progressions of yeah. Like, like it, the series already left that behind in a way that the, it wasn't like going back to the main series was where it was at. Yeah, um, and was... I appreciate that they stripped the loot box stuff out of this game because, like, it's a Game Pass game. They want you to play it. They want they want users to sign up for Game Pass. They don't want they don't necessarily need you to spend money in their machine. And, and they they do want you to spend money in your machine, but their their metrics are clearly about user retention, yes. yeah, which yeah. is why both this and Halo are like daily challenge nightmares. I mean, this game has expansions, but the, you know what they are. You can buy them, and then you bought them. Uh, yes. It's not like Halo, where they're, they're, you're buying battle passes, like, and there will be more battle. Like, you know, I know what the DLC roadmap of Forza Horizon looks like. We don't know what's in them yet, but there are two big expansions that you, you can buy right now, and that's what they're going to get. No, but I, what I mean is, like, you know, in the same way that you have to play 80 hours a week to get the color blue in Halo, yes. uh, Forza Horizon, you have to play, you know, 10 yeah. hours to get a car which is a much better balance they've they've clearly figured it out more than halo has but it is the same principles yeah, for sure um i don't feel the drive to collect all the cars so like that that's kind of lost on me thankfully thankfully because i would hate i would if i if i felt the need to do it i would probably do it and then hate the game for making me do it so i've briefly felt the drive but then i like stopped and now i don't but only in the way like when i play an open world game like this I am still in the brain where it's Assassin's Creed 2. I should be doing that. But that's not... You shouldn't in any modern game. You, you can't. Yeah. They're not designed for that anymore. But my no, they're designed, they're designed so They're designed so their super fans could theoretically get everything, but that's not the expected play for most people. Yes. And by most, I mean like 99% of people. There will be people 100% for its horizon who probably 100% of the like three other like games that have been like this. Um, and like I, I'm saying, like... Um, the cars in the seasonal pack, right? That you have to like do the challenges every week to unlock. They're not going to be better than my Super Impressor. <laughs> yeah. 
Like they're not like the nature of the cars is that like they can't be because you can kind of do what you want with the cars. It's just do you really want the the treno well then you're gonna fucking work for it yeah there's a couple of cars with like cultural value right that yes. they put behind there uh and there's also just a couple of really fast supercars they put behind there but those are kind of the only things they can use it for because they can't yes. put like reg they can't put cars you would want because of their regular handling capabilities behind there because they you need everyone to have those fucking cars to play the video game yeah uh so they have the their only two options are like here are the super sick like prototype supercars or car from thing really there are only options for what they can put in those uh, uh, weekly challenges there's like a DeLorean or whatever I'm like I don't want to ever drive a DeLorean what a miserable car that is it was in the week I was playing so I unlocked it but I'm never going to use it yeah it's a DeLorean get out of here Uh, I know know for some some nerds they'll be like oh yeah DeLorean we're just not those nerds yeah exactly I remember when they put the fucking DeLorean in um, Burnout Paradise. They would like oh, the do the fake hover DeLorean, mode. the hover. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Dumb. Stupid. Where's planes? <laughs> yeah. Where's Burnout Paradise? <laughs> Man, I was so excited for these. That was, those would have been dog shit, is the thing. Uh, clearly, like a year in, EA like, knocked on their door and was like, what the fuck have you guys been doing? You've not been selling any more copies. No one's buying this game. You've released what for free? Stop it. You're making I, what? So planes? Here's the thing. I think planes would have sucked. I loved the bikes. I thought the bikes were bikes so fun. Bikes are so fun? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's uh. a bit in the story mode of this game where for a second... I thought I was going to get to fucking drive a motor, like a jet ski, and I was so like hype for it to suddenly be wave race for like a second. That's not what happens. No. You race against some jet skiers in a car. Um, and every time they have one of these gimmicks, there's one where you race a train. There's one where you're like driving against monster trucks. That one's like very neat. But it's the fakest shit in the world. They will just be ahead of you by like ten car lengths. The minute you're on that final stretch, they just pump the brakes until you get in first place. Um. Not always. Sometimes you can just fucking lose in a way that sucks because it goes the other way as well in that you could be ahead of them by 10 car length, but it doesn't matter. Every one of those, I just won. Like, clearly I was losing and then three seconds before the end, they just decide to throw the match. Every one of those. Well, it, it, it... It can go both ways in the that is just those showcase events, which are the, like the the thing for Forza, uh, Forza Horizon, happens since the first game. They're like less important here, but they are technically the centerpiece calling of Forza Horizon is these ridiculous races against things that aren't cars. Yeah. Um, but they're designed around these moments of slowdown and impressive like vistas and shots yeah, that will always line up. So. You, whether you are ahead or behind, you will still see these moments regardless. Mm-hmm. So basically, the race doesn't matter till the last 15 seconds. Okay. And they're kind yeah. of glorified time trials. It's confusing. Sometimes I lose, sometimes I win, and I can't tell what I've done. Um, yeah. I was losing more because, you know, I'm. This yeah, is where. I, I did the first one because I've never played a Horizon before. And I was like, man, this thing's just so fucking ahead of me. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not winning. So I like restarted the event because uh, you know, I don't know, this game's not especially difficult and so I was just used, used to being in first with like minimal effort but by halfway into an event and so I'm like halfway in and like that thing's way ahead of me and I was like whatever I'm not going to restart it a third time I need to keep moving so I'll just take the L and like it gives you credit if you lose on a lot of stuff so I'll just keep going um, and then the minute they pump the brakes I'm like oh this is just fake <laughs> this thing's just fake and I, it was not dissuaded through the rest of those events 
I mean, I'm the reason I'm losing more is that I am doing these events while I'm like manual shifting in first person. Yes, <laughs> which is not really how you're meant to race a plane. Yeah. Um. And helicopters with motocross bikes and shit. Yeah, I wish I wish that stuff was like more real because it's it's very cool when it happens. But it, I get that you can't make the game about that because everything would break. But man, that one minute I thought I was going to drive a jet ski against against other jet ski assholes. I was so fucking excited. Where's a new wave race, please? Yeah, I mean, I I'm disappointed there's not even motorbikes in this game because they're motorbikes in PGR four. Uh... And this is more. This is honestly more of a Project Gotham Racing game than it is a Forza game. But that distinction is meaningless unless you had an Gotham. Xbox in yeah. before two thousand and eight. They which seem I guess cool. Like every time I see video one, I'm like, man, this game's fucking neat. Yeah, but um, like all the development is going into open world stuff and more yeah. cars and like the interiors and like there's, a, there's so much shit in this game that they're not going to put in more functionality like that, right? Like adding a new way to drive. Um, but I, I would love some bikes. Yeah. And then um, the, the the times where this is weird and interesting, like there's a bit where you're like, you just drive a, like a truck. You're like an auto hauler because you're, you're driving a car somewhere. There's a bit where you're driving a fucking parade float. Like yes. more missions like that would have been great because that stuff was like kind of weird and interesting because like they, they drive like shit. They're trucks and parade floats. Well, the, the story missions are really good because they take away your car selection. They are design yes. challenges for a specific car. And they're usually time trial races and they're not like that complicated they're not like we've made a whole unique event no but they no, no. are at least like here's a specific vehicle with a specific obstacle and a specific way to approach it and i love the races where it was like okay this race three stars is like two minutes 30 but i've just realized that if i don't follow the track <laughs> yeah but instead go around this like bit that is blocked off but i can just drive around i can get there in 50 seconds there's, there's like a like whole that. story mission that's about you and this woman going around taking photos of like statues uh because yes. she's like tracking down this legend and it's always like just get to the spot in time and how you do that is up to you and so i'm always like coasting in like an, a minute before the three star time because i'm like i i just drive fast you just drive fast over the nearest obstacle also they're clearly timed because they would be cruel to do it otherwise they are timed with the track that you see on your gps yes uh so that you can always get the times if you follow the gps which is not what you should be doing in certain cases when you can just drive over the sand dune <laughs> yeah yep um I don't think I have that much else, and we've gone on for a while. We've got some yeah, emails. So. I had a good time, but I was also yeah. like, damn, this is why I don't play modern games as much as I like other people. Like, I feel the frictions here, but damn, it's reminded, fucking driving. It just reminded me I fucking love driving. It's one of the greatest things you can do in a video game. Like, I, I enjoy driving, like, in real life, but, like, you know, I've just got a car, like a, like a uh, you know, a fucking normal four-door vehicle that you use for commuting. I'm trying not to be hard on it because I don't want to pay to fix it. Um... So I'm not like out here doing crazy shit in my car. So it's nice to just get in a fake car and do some crazy shit. <laughs> it's really cool. I think the value comes for it being like model like a real car where like you have to brake and if you if you lose traction you're going to careen off the road. Like the fun is in that cars are difficult monster boxes that we all have to deal like most people have to deal with at least in America. Um and uh it's fun to just throw them around like toys. I wish that was true in real life. Yes. Hey, yo, Jim, man, why don't, you, why don't you kick some of that, you know? You, you know how you do it, man. 
It's a trip, people don't even believe we're together right now. But, but, but tell your story, you know the one I like. Say it for me. Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm. Into this house we're born. Into this world we're thrown. Like a dog without a bone. An actor out alone. Riders on the storm. There's a killer on the road. His brain is squirming like a toad. Take a long holiday. your children play if you give this man a ride sweet family will die killer on the road yeah. if you would like to send in emails you can send them to abnormal mapping podcast at gmail.com uh, we have a bunch of questions uh, we will try to get through these real quick because there's a lot of them um, Eric writes in does outer wilds have a good jump button if I say yes, if you count the jetpack as a jump. Hmm. I do count the Yes, the jetpack is great. Yeah, I guess I guess I guess if you if you count the jetpack, I would I would say yes. If not, absolutely not. Are you fucking kidding me. I mean, does does it ha is there a regular jump? Is I, there is, right? I thought there Can was. Can I actually do a normal jump in that game? You know, it's been a minute, so I guess I don't know. I was always in the jetpack. Yeah. Uh, and because before you get the, you don't start with the jetpack. Before you get the jetpack, I'm pretty sure you can jump still. Okay, then that jump's terrible. If if because yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah, no, but it no, must I mean, be it's bad. meant to be terrible, right? Like yes. Uh, uh, do you have a favorite or least favorite Final Fantasy V job? Haven't played enough Final Fantasy V to have an answer here. I'm gonna look at the list of Final Fantasy V jobs. Would you like to read the next question while I look at them real quick? Sure. Um. We have a couple uh, questions along this line. But what racing game has the best soundtrack? Uh, this is from Cody. Uh, for me, it needs to be Underground 2, but that is only because the Snoop Dogg version of Riders of the Storm is amazing. Everyone loves that Snoop Dogg version of Riders of the Storm. Classic video game song. I don't I don't think I know this, because I haven't played that. You didn't play so. Need to be Underground 2? Because you're no. too old. Yeah. Um, I mean, my answer is, like, boring, but it's, like, uh, the... Um, the what is it top gear the nes game the square game um square. Mm -hmm. um or am i thinking of rad rad racer might be the square game anyway um and then um uh fucking uh outrun 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 we're to cover outrun i mean outrun is like the correct dancer on one of the wipeout games but yeah uh, for my own pretty good. yeah wipeout the um the second Wipeout game, I think, is the one with the fucking great, the, like, the perf perfect soundtrack in the world. Yep, but for my own heart, I have to answer Burnout 3. I'd Like, any other answer would be a lie. Um, so my least favorite job in Final Fantasy V is Red Mage. I fucking hate Red Mages. I'm sorry, but I don't get the appeal of doing both white magic and black magic poorly. Just make two characters. This is how I've always been. <laughs> Um, my favorite, even though I don't use it a lot, is I think Geomancers are cool. I just think Geomancers are cool. They're not like the most useful guys in the world, but they're cool. They're cool. They, they have magic based on what like world, like terrain you're in. So if you're in like, uh, that's kind of like Mog's Dances in Final Fantasy VI, you played that. So like if you're in a cave, you do different things than if you're on the field or if you're in water or whatever. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh. Cool abilities. 
Uh, let's see what we got. Um, so Heel writes in, one of my favorite things about games is they make you feel like you're manipulating a physical object in real space. Um, I love how racing games lean into that. Uh, while I like all the driving fantasy of Forza games, I've recently been gravitating towards games with specific vibes like Dirt Rally, Stuntman the Driver, or Stuntman Slash the Driver, which I've never played any of those, are the initial D arcade racing games for drifting in Europe. Do you have favorite hyper-specific driving slash racing game? Again, I like uh, Dirt Rally. Um, I've shouted it out here but uh, already, but Wave Race, uh, both of them, both the 64 one and Blue Storm, the GameCube game, incredible fucking video games. They're really good. I've um, not played either of them, but I did play Hydra Thunder Hurricane or whatever that 360 one. like, okay. It's it's like a it's like the, the world's shallowest version of the same concept. Okay, because I fucking love Hydra Thunder Hurricane. Like, I, it's the one I played the most, so I, I played a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, you, like, you should emulate one of the, probably Blue Storm. I mean, it's um, on Dolphin, so it'll yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll play well. Um, and then um, there was another thing here I had. And I was like, oh, this one. Um, and now I can't think of it. Oh, um, <laughs> Episode 1 Racer is a fucking incredible Yo, racing episode game. Episode 1 Racer and Episode 2, whatever, Racer Revenge. They're both I've great. I've never played Racer Revenge. I only played the original on 64, and I fucking love that game. It, you know what? It's fine. It's, like, it's honestly easier in many ways in that the two the analog controls are kind of more better uh, yeah. to handle uh, but yes now once you get one of those games and you, you know you're doing the two you're, you're playing with the two engines like you should be that's that's good gaming god i love episode one racer and yeah. should make another one of those damn what are you doing um what's your go-to album for a long drive you don't drive so i don't drive uh for me so now I've got like a, I've got like an hour of commute, like, you know, it's like 20 minutes both ways, I guess. But, you know, if traffic's bad, let's say an hour. Uh, we have satellite radio in our car. So I listen to the 60s station. It's like channel 73, 60s gold. It's good. That's generally what I listen to because um, I don't want to fiddle with the radio while I'm driving. And it's like the most like music I like the least amount of music i'm gonna be like oh i fucking hate this song um i like the 70 station 50 percent of the time the other 50 percent of the time i'm like oh running for the knob so um i'm just old-fashioned like that um when i used to use my ipod um it kind of was like situation specific uh like basically for the entirety of winter i'd put on like the tron legacy soundtrack i think it's great for winter nah, driving specifically. Nah, nah, I don't nah, know nah, nah. um but it was a lot of like soundtracks and used to be a person who would drive with Eurobeat on. That's dangerous. Don't do that. I highly recommend to not do that. I can't imagine what that's like. Um, you, you get a little stupid is what happens. Um, what do you want the wacky expansion for Forza 5 to be after Hot Wheels in 3 and Lego in 4? Hmm. Uh, what if they What if they just added wacky races? They won't. It's too expensive. But damn. Well, no one liked the Lego one. Did they? I, I've not been paying attention to Forza, so. The Hot Wheels one was really popular, but the Lego one was kind of a disappointment for most people. I, I didn't play it, so I can't. I don't know more than, like, the consensus. I'm just saying, but... what if you What if you could just be Muttley? Be great. What if you could be Muttley and the Nisei Gundam? <laughs> God. Um... How how mean could these get? These could get really mean, is the thing, because you know what they could do. You know what they could do. They could really hurt everyone. They could like they could team up with Sega and make an outright expansion. Ooh. Wow, damn, <laughs> that's so mean in my head. But obviously, I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I don't know. What if they make no What if they make it a nuts and bolts themed? Oh, that's so mean. See, that's they can go so, so many mean. ways. <laughs> yeah. Did you drive uh, in the Warthog at all? No. No. Okay. 
I continue to never drive in a warthog if I can help it. <laughs> in any video game. Yes. Remember the one um, time I was like, hey, do you want to drive this time? And you were like, sure. And then you lost about 10 seconds. I'm like, no, fuck this. I'm going to be on the turret. Turret's fun. Yep. Uh, Kevin writes in, do you like me find yourself every time you crash into something 200 miles per hour and your car harmlessly bounces off it, wishing they were still making Burnout games? So I only played Burnout Paradise. That's like my only frame of reference for Burnout. Um, I just missed, I just wasn't playing the, these types of games in the earlier Burnout games. Um, should play I will say, Revenge. you can turn on realistic damage. You, you don't want to in this game. Uh, it's fun when you get to really, like, if you get deep into, like, a real, like, Forza Motorsport to turn on real damage. Because then you can't do the thing where you use the cars around you to get you around <laughs> corners, which is the most, like, I'm playing, I'm playing this game like an asshole thing to do. <laughs> but it is fun. It's so fun. Oh, when you're coming in, like, hot to a corner. But... Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just careen off this guy and then I'll be turned around correctly. <laughs> and then he'll be fucked. We he'll win. be fucked, yeah. Uh, they had, they have had to take uh, several measures to stop people doing that in races, <laughs> like on <laughs> online races. Because yeah. it's funny against the AI, but if you do that too yeah. much in, a, in on the internet, then you're just like ruining everyone else's day. Yeah, I mean, you get banned from iRacing for doing that shit. Like, it's, that's not you're not doing it right. <laughs> you can get banned from Gran Turismo Sport. That's like that's the thing that Gran oh, Turismo Sport did good. is that even though the physics are not as difficult as on iRacing, the like rules are. So it's yeah. like less about the um technicality of the driving though that is like there to the Gran Turismo standard it is far more about forcing an environment in which people will actually compete properly it's trying to fix that problem of yeah, like here's online the thing driving. about these is I love to play a game like this I never want to do it with other people yes so um you're the burnout fan how do you feel about this uh, yes they need to they need to be burnout back it's one of the greatest games uh, you should play Better Revenge. I mean, you should play Better Three, but uh, that like you're not going to bring it at 360. So you yeah. should play Better Revenge because that one's on on the Xbox. Uh, Handpicked Dad from Discord writes in: um, What kind of games do you think Orson Welles would play? Would he have acted in a video game? And if so, what game maker would have hired him? Would Orson have had a podcast about video games or something else? I think he would have been like video games are very interesting and not actually ever touched a video game in his life. Yeah. Um, but I, he absolutely would have been in some fucking FMV game that no one remembers from like the nineties. Um, that would have just happened then, if he'd lived 20 years longer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then he probably would do like a bunch of voice work is my guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking Max von Sydow's in Skyrim. Like, you know, <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess like it's like Patrick Stewart's in oblivion. Like they do hire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, if Orson is around, he'd be in tons of games. He doesn't care. It's a good, good gig. Yeah, that man is in the fucking Transformers movie for no good reason. God, I want Orson Welles not just to be in video games, but to be dismissively describing his video game experiences in future yes. interviews. Yes, I'm a wizard who shoots lightning. <laughs> and he he announces he like says in an interview like two years before the ge- like role is announced in the game <laughs> yes. and he ruins someone's ad or like production rollout so it's very funny oh my god do you know how much uh fucking the far cry guys want awesome wells to be their charismatic villain oh, that'd be sick though <laughs> we're making a sequel we're making a sequel to a uh, touch of evil but it's about you going in and fighting fucking orson wells and touch of evil yeah let's go 
I'd play that Far Cry. That would get me to play a Far Cry game. What, if you were fighting Orson Welles and Touch of Evil? Yeah, if that's yes. good. Yes. But that's the standard. <laughs> that's how bad the Far Cry games are. That they need to bring in actual Orson Welles from the dead and make, <laughs> and make it a Touch of Evil crossover for me to consider playing one of them. Uh, Krauss writes in, I've been having a good time with 4Z Horzy 5Z, <laughs> uh, but I jumped into one of the multiplayer game events and it fucking sucked. Took two minutes to load between rounds. Deposited three variations of tag with a twist. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I played like I played their like fake battle royale thing a little bit, but like it was it was still in like the first cut like week, and the fucking connection was fucked. So yeah, so there's a couple things. The first of all, all the connections and like loading in the online games for the first week were a disaster. So like it's not that bad anymore. Um, yeah. But the other thing is they they love to put like these like casual games. Yes. And I, no one wants them. People want to race. Yeah. <laughs> it's a racing game. People are here to fucking race. They don't want to do these kind of things. And people do them because they're on the like the weeklies list. Uh, I get my thing. But, I think it just goes back to like I don't want to do a race. Like if I loaded into just a race in Horizon Online, I would assume it's against people who like know a bunch of shortcuts. I don't because it's a fucking open world game. And I just want to. If it was on a track, I would do it. I mean, the races are mostly on tracks. There are not very okay. many shortcuts. I haven't done any. I, I didn't touch this. I never touched. Look, the abnormal having promise. If there's online, I probably didn't touch it. Uh, yeah, I mean the the thing that the 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 good mode that I like that I think that we would have a good time in is there's a co-op racing mode where it's four. Okay, I let me get this balance right. I think it's four races, four like people, and then six AI cars set to the highest difficulty. Yeah, and you as a team get points for beating ai cars so if enough of you get you don't none of you have to win but you can win if enough of you beat enough cars uh, oh, and collectively thing. get enough points that um, sounds cool and i thought that was a good i thought it was a good mode i had a good time with that yeah um, that would be like a fun co-op thing because we, we never played together like i made like the club for the people um in the in the discord but i didn't i didn't like i haven't done the forza co-op really yeah uh, the Crass also asks, uh, when are you covering Castlevania Lords of Shadow? To which I say, you don't want that episode. Because I've played like half of Lords of Shadow and it's okay. But you know who wouldn't like Castlevania Lords of Shadow? Jackson. Would I? Now, from what direction? You would be like, this is the world's worst action game ever made. <laughs> I'd be like, it's like if they made God of War worse. That is, that is what Lords of Shadow is. It's like, what if they made God of War worse? <laughs> And that's already what if they made Devil May Cry worse. Yes. You're probably right yeah, about you that. Yeah, you would have a miserable... Also, it's way too long. It's fucking incredibly long, and it's not that good. So, sorry. Those games need to be under eight hours. Yeah. Uh, Colton writes in, What is a game that on paper you respect immensely, checks all your boxes, but it just didn't work for you? Uh, Colton's is Treachery and Beatdown City, which is which uh, Colton does recommend despite that. And yeah, that game is weird. It's like a riff on Final Fantasy XIII uh, combat, but in the like guise of a brawler. But also it's like fiddly. It's just, and like, you know, it's made by like two, th two or three people. Like small games, are, it's hard to critique that way because it's like, yeah, like maybe this didn't land, but like, you know, it was made by as many people as doing a podcast. So you're allowed to be a little ropey on that level, I think. Yes. I, I like that game. Um, I didn't. I don't think I ever finished it, and I know it's not very long, but I had a great time with it. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any games like this for you? I mean, I didn't like that new Halo. 
Uh, yeah, but this is respect immensely and checks all your boxes, but didn't work for you. Respect immensely, but didn't work. I don't know. I, I'm sure this has happened, but I, once I mean, again, my, a curse my, my, my like gut answer is Final Fantasy Tactics, a game I wish I could like, but I fucking don't. I just can't. Just can't do tactics games. Just can't do tactics games. And that's the one I'm like, man, seems cool. I'd love to be like a calculator or whatever that class is that uses everyone's stats to, and you, you just like can crunch numbers enough. You get to do wild magic with them. That sounds great. But uh, that that's like the one off the top of my head. I'm I mean, my answer is probably like most horror games or survival horror games and the like resident evil is the perfect video game but i'm too much of a baby yeah that's Um, true yeah man if you were into horror we just have a horror podcast that's all we do because uh remember when i played i think you i think you'd like everything about horror except the part where you don't like being scared and it really fucks everything up (laughs) remember when i played kudelka this is one of the best stories of video games you're like you need to just fucking play silent hill or something jesus yeah watch a horror movie watch jesus horror movie. christ they're all about this they're all you just have been playing too many regular anime shit yeah. that you were like blown away by all oh, this story of like trauma passed on through the years that reverberates yeah every movie watch one <laughs> still think that game's amazing though that's it's good i'm here to talk shit about it yes but you're right uh uh, Kieran writes in, I had a bad experience with Horizon, have little love or experience with driving games, and I guess I lack the tutorial. There really isn't one for this. Um, and then the Deep House f- Festival vibe landed extra rough when I couldn't drive for shit and had no idea how to learn about the game. Um, eventually got to grips with it, um, and I guess it's all right. <laughs> Are there any games you feel you missed the boat on learning the transferable skills, or just straight up have no interest in trying out, and if so, why? The one I have, the, the one that I wish I knew is uh, Tactics Games, and the one I just don't know and never will and don't care is uh, RTS. RTS Games? Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they are similar. They are, they are similar yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, that's probably what I'd say as well. As I, I, I'm more likely to give Tactics Games a big try than you, just because I don't have a job. Um, <laughs> I really, you know, I think if anything, personality-wise... Um, but uh, yeah, it's weird. I do think that like games need to have tutorials again. Um, yeah, because like this game, like this game doesn't have one, but also doesn't explain to you that like the assists are meant to be tutorials, and you are meant to change them as you go. You're not meant to find yeah. the level and then keep. Because most games, you choose the difficulty and the stick with it, and then the game still ramps up. Uh, whereas yeah. here, you're like meant to put the game on easy till you understand, and then ramp it up yourself. Yeah, you start uh, turning things off as you go. Which is counterintuitive to how everyone else plays video games. Which is, yeah. and also why all these games used to start you out with shitty cards because they're easier to yeah. understand. Uh, yeah. This is just like a thing that fell out of game design as getting everyone to the engagement quicker became more of an importance. I went through this process. Thankfully, I started with an easy game, but uh, with adventure games, which is a, a notoriously unapproachable genre. But like, if you find the right game, like I started with the Shiva, which is a great game. We covered that years and years ago at this point, one of our first episodes. Um, but um you know that has its own like you have to understand like how to think in adventure game logic to play an adventure game yes um, and you do that by playing easier ones and then you build up and sometimes you just get stuck and you're like fuck it i'm looking it up and you're like i never would have thought of that or oh i should have thought of that you know that goes yeah um all right uh modern writes in uh about remakes and remasters gonna use them semi interchangeably because it's no one knows what's what and you know fair enough uh bu- 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 about discourse about the gta trilogy remaster coming out while some uh, have gotten my... what wait what here's my contribution lol uh 
Yeah, uh, some have gotten widespread acclaim. Others seem to make people upset. For every Crash Bandicoot or Spire remake, there's a Return to Arkham or Bioshock remaster that just looks bad. Uh, they, <laughs> Modern says, doesn't necessarily look any better, just different. I'm here to tell you, they just look bad. Uh, even the Bluepoint remakes with Gettin' Reviews have a ton of detractors who say the newer versions miss the point of the originals. I think Bluepoint's gotten worse about that over time, so yes, I'm, I'm with those people. Bluepoint um, used to be the best studio for just giving you a PS2 game. Yeah. Those versions of the MGS trilogy, of the, like you know, the um, two and three, fantastic. They just work. They are just those games on modern consoles, and they have now they've ruining Demon Souls. Yeah. Uh, now GTA, you know, they put the re- the old versions back on sale because the outcry blah, blah blah. Anyway, do you think there's a genuine demand for this kind of mid tier remaster slash remake, uh, partial overhaul, but not completely new assets like Crash of the Bluepoint games, or will fans be satisfied with more bare bones ports? Uh, on a related note, who do you think these remasters are made for? People who played the old game or new people who have not played them before? I think that the audience needs to develop an appetite for faithful ports that cost money. Yes, this is the issue is not the games. The issue is like the the businessmen do not see a difference between those two audiences. What they do see is that if you spend more money more people will look at it and be like this is worth paying attention to. Like they ported that um F- first but, uh, but in like but not in the not in the ways you want right like right yes you can't get a you can't get someone to be like okay we can we can build a, like a custom like emulator we could get a port running for this thing we'll put it out and it, it you know it will have to charge thirty dollars for this old game and they're like no we need to charge thirty dollars for all three games and they need to look better <laughs> yep but the other thing is like sometimes they do do that and it just doesn't work right like and then yeah. you get the thing where like they put out that one on Amusha game, and me included was like, I don't, I want to play all three on Amusha games. What are you fucking? I, I want the. Why is it just one here? No one bought yeah. it, and they're never going to do the other two because no one fucking yeah. bought it. So it's in this like horrible limbo where I don't, I don't know who's going to actually bother to solve this problem. No one is the answer because the GTA trilogy is interesting in that like those aren't any games. Those aren't on Amusha or Katamari, right? Yes. Those are the three of the biggest games ever made. All three of those games are on the top ten most important games of all time list, somehow. And You're they, right, but on some level that makes me care a lot less. <laughs> um, I don't mean that as like this is why I should care. I mean that and it's like yeah. there is no you can't there is no like escaping this problem by being successful, right? Like those are th- some of the most important culturally and also financially successful video games ever created and they shat them out. No one cared. No one cared even slightly to fund from that team, right? They had to work with shitty mobile versions that also no one liked a decade ago. Um t- you know, these companies just don't care. It's weird. I I think that it's just a broad cultural video game problem. Um I don't know the company that can and will solve this, and I don't think anyone will, I guess. It has yeah. got worse. It has genuinely got worse. Because on the PS3, they just ported a lot of PS2 games. It was great. Yeah. Um, yep. I, uh, and who's there for? I think they're for people who don't know how to emulate. Or, you know, like, the thing is, I think there, there are definitely games where if they started putting out, like, clean, good, emulated versions, I would rebuy them. I've done that before. There's plenty yes. of old games I've bought versions of. Um, but like, you know, when, when, uh, when they were doing all of those Sega 3d classics on the 3ds, I bought all those. I love them. They're great. Um, but they're not, they're, no one's paying them the money to do that anymore. So they stopped doing them, you know, like, uh, the, the market's not there. And also like over time, 
um, depending on the platform, I guess, but the trust isn't there that these things are going to carry forward, right? Like, yes. The problem with all those PS3 games is everyone, like, whoever bought those, whoever invested heavily in the PS3 ecosystem fucked after the PS3. Right, yeah, because we all, you know, we all was too much, but, like, I bought, like, that's how I played Ratchet and Clank. It's how I played those Metal Gear games. It's how yeah. I played those God of War games. And now, gone. Whole thing's gone. They did not carry forwards. Um, like, Metal Gear did because it got released in 360 and uh, just happened to be one of the backwards compatible things. Yeah. I think Hitman also is in that group. But, like, the PS3 exclusive ones, they're dead. They're gone. Um, it's really frustrating. <laughs> um, Adam Wright said, if you could set the next Forza Horizon in any other video games world, what would it be? Any other video games world? Final Fantasy 15. Uh, I don't think there's enough variation for that. I just I I haven't played it like the world specifically, but like driving around the their, like fake America and also their massive city seems like a fun time. Okay, I'm I'm like, what if what if Horizon Halo? <laughs> now there's no variation. Now there's no variation. I it's know, just the same. What uh, if you're driving along a whole Halo? What I mean, if you get the the bungee skyboxes in a Horizon game? That sounds like a good good time to me. God, you, you, there's no, there's nowhere where this can't like you. You can you can take this to you can drive around the Dragon Quest. Yep. Uh, Tristan writes in about uh, would Horizon be better with more distinct themes of racing styles? Uh, like each thing was a little different. Um, and how evil is it to not have a countdown to the start of a race? I don't actually. <laughs> I, I never thought about the countdown. I'll be honest with you. I felt I there were many times where it caught me off guard. Oh, okay. Um, also mentions I miss Bizarre Creations very much and should Don't I mean, like, Metropolis Street Racer I've never even heard of Metropolis Street Racer I haven't played that one I've only played the Project Gotham Racing 2, 3, and 4 when did this I, game come out? I think this, this is, is like from this is before 2000 Project this is why it's a Dreamcast game this is why I've never heard of this yeah this is a, I get te- some people would call it the first Project Gotham game I guess mm-hmm. um uh, Hilver writes in, how is the game club experience different playing a brand new game? P.S. I got a full refund within two days for Plague Tale Innocence. Hilver bought Plague Tale Innocence <laughs> because we were covering it. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, I don't think I don't think what we do is actually functionally that different. Um, what we talk about is different because the nature of games genuinely has changed. Um, you know, we don't have to talk about live service problems when we talk about most of the games we cover. Yes, there's like a slight difference. The biggest difference is not in like the how we approach it and what we talk about. It's only in so far as like, uh, you know, I have the idea that we are we care about our games and thus we'll try to cover them more. And I am self conscious of like l- the last few years of the podcast have been us kind of like backing away from the idea of a video game podcast having principles and just doing what we kind of want to do which i understand i feel somewhat guilty we about cover that. a bunch of old games still um sure but like there's a world I mean, the actual all- thing the thing that happened is like we used to be like oh we can create like like a different case like we won't just cover the big games the problem is it's hard to generate i mean interest. we've talked about this before it's hard to yes. generate like one listener interest, but also it's just like I need to play like 10 small games that I'd never heard of before to find the one that I think we should cover. And then I've already done the work and like, I already don't have the time to do any of that. Anyway, you need to go and support our friend Omar at, uh, yes, please support Omar. Please. What's Omar's Patreon. I think it's cigarettes. Um, let me go check. Yeah. 
Omar's been doing this discovery work for as long as we've been doing this, basically known them for years. They're great at this. Um, they find small games. They talk about them. They still have a passion for that sort of game in a way that like, I genuinely just don't much anymore. I just got burnt out in like 2015 and I'm still like coasting on some, I, I, you know, my relationship with games is much repaired, but, um, I'm just not digging around for stuff in, in that way. And th like, that's the thing we, we've lost, but also neither of us have the time. We started other podcasts instead and we just can't be a gaming network. And that's fine. Ultimately, I think. Yeah, I think it's fine. I just like, I see, um, I understand like if people have like disappointments that we talk the talk about how games suck and then we're like, it's time to talk about the new Forza. Time to talk about the new Final Fantasy. I get I how... Yeah that looks like hypocrisy yeah, on some it level. Is, it is just um, patreon.com slash cigarettes. That's S-I-E-G-A-R-E-T-T-E-S. Um, yes. Go support them because they do good work. Please do. Uh, but yeah, and I, I get how like on some level it's like kind of, uh, you know, um, a dissonance just, there, but it's also... I think, I think so. every once in a while just like playing a new game is like also... Like when I played... What was the game that I was like, damn... Um, I think it was when I finally played The Last of Us. I was in the middle of just doing stuff for this podcast. I was, and you know, again, fuck Naughty Dog. Um, don't buy their games. I, I got a disc from a friend who had it and I played it. But um, um, I put that on like, Jesus Christ, video game. Because I'm used to playing stuff that's like, you know, 10, 20 years old. And games are expensive. When you can buy, buy, buy a really expensive game and you put it in, it's like, I'm getting a different experience. Is it better? Uh, no. No, generally not. But it's different. It feels different than when I play most of the games we cover here. Yes. I mean, but the other thing is, like, fuck Naughty Dog, don't buy their games, but also, like, that's true of everyone who makes games yeah, at this yeah. point. Like, there's so many evil reports about that are both public oh, and other things I have heard. For sure. I just, uh, because that's one that, like, everyone knew about and no, nothing has happened, seemingly nothing has changed, yes. and um, fuck them specifically. <laughs> um, but, like, everyone's playing Halo and, like, I. Three yeah. for three has had reports about awful shit there. I'm sure um, Playground's not great either. I, any company right, is no, going to right, have yes. people who suck in it, right? Like, um, um, yes, this is, this is, this is the dance of buying products that are made by companies. The nature of a company allows people to abuse power within those structures. And there's no, there's no like easy solution. It's just a tension we all navigate. Yeah. Um, when I say like, I think the last of us is a very good game and I enjoyed it a lot. Also fuck Naughty Dog, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But I mean that like, um, there is an awareness, right? And do you have to hold on to that? We're not immune to the effects of the budget right the the evil produces better animations <laughs> it does well, yeah, no, we, i think i think especially in like art like we do i guess we we don't play arty games but i guess we're like art critics you know like in like a the, the cultural way in which it's like meant to be high like highfalutin or whatever um there's a sense that, like you're not wowed by the tricks and when i like when i look at like a marvel movie i am not wowed by the tricks no. um but that's because I don't like shoddy CG. If you give me a, like, I'm still wowed when like a game is very expensive and they build it. When I go to Halo and I see the big skybox, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice, when I, when I play Forza Horizon and it, you know, it looks, it's in 4k and it looks beautiful. And I like the, the light hits just right. And I'm like, damn, that looks incredible. Um, I'm well, not immune to it. I was messing around with other driving games and none of them felt as good to drive, mostly entirely because of just how pitch perfect the sound is when I like shift transmissions yes. inside the cockpit 
in Forza Horizon, which has been modeled yes. for every car in multiple different like environments as you go through, yes. whether you're inside or outside the car. Uh, yeah. And that is entirely a function of just having more resources. That is not necessarily... <laughs> we, uh, both of us fucking dumped the soundtrack because this game has a terrible fucking soundtrack. But I did just keep the... I just did just keep... My, my, most of my experience playing this game, no, no music, just engine noises. Fucking yeah. incredible way to play the game. Yeah. And it, it doesn't like... It's easy to be like, oh, I'm not impressed by that. But it doesn't actually help anything to pretend that I'm not. I am. I, ha- yeah, I have I'm to just, be I'm honest not. that I am impressed by it. Uh, the yeah. the money isn't nothing. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, ben writes in, uh, "What's the best Burnout game?" Ben argues it's Revenge, better gameplay than three, kick-ass soundtrack, and the early Nemesis system years for a Shadow of Mordor. I don't know anything about this. Um, it just had a revenge system, better revenge. Okay. Uh, when you took down a guy, it would his like icon would go red, and then you would uh, like take him down again, and he would try to take you down. Um, okay. It was only per race. It wasn't really an early nemesis system. Uh, it's better I mean, paradise. I feel like it's a little more honest than uh, the actual nemesis system, which I'm sure is also fake as hell. So yes, um, but I, I, I'm team better paradise. But I also have I put revenge down lowest of the three i've not played one and two i've only played the three uh, but they're all great they're all classic games you know there are times where i'm like damn traffic checking uh which is a ex- feature exclusive to f- to revenge which kind of changes the whole video game basically if you crash into a car on your side of the road from behind you crash the car and you don't crash so if you stay on your side of the road it's far harder to like just bounce into a car and get taken down um, oh. which is like half the fun is driving in traffic and like zooming past cars yeah so like it changed the dynamic of the game in a big way um but it, it's fun though it's not not fun it's just that it does radically change how you approach driving on those tracks okay uh iska writes in the first forza horizon game came out after the fourth forza motorsport game at the time felt like a fresh direction um now after the fifth largely same horizon game do you think they'll ever do another pivot towards something new for forza no nope <laughs> No. They'll keep this train going till I guess it crashes. Yeah, the thing about these is that they're very popular, and they just kind of contain all the things that they could spin off. Like I would like if they just made a dedicated rally game, I like that. But they have they just like we do that. Um, <laughs> yes, make make that fucking jet ski game by it day one. God, please. No, it, it wouldn't sell. That's the thing is, no one no one cares about games like that, right? Like no, like you need the thing that is like a big game. You can't yeah. sell a jet ski game anymore. Yeah. Uh, Adam writes in with a bunch of questions. Uh, Did we cover this wishy-washy player? This is about progression. I think we answered this. Um, Um, Have either of you played, would you consider covering Racing Lagoon now that it has an English translation? I would love to play it. Uh, It's like a JRPG. Uh, It's like a square game about, it's got like JRPG vibes, but it's also about like street racing in the late nineties, early aughts. I don't remember. Um, Seems incredible. I don't think we'd ever cover it for this, but I I want to play it. I just have no time. I also want to play it. Yes. Um, Yeah. And like we could do like, that's like a perfect game to like make us do for this. But right now my life is not in the place where I'd want to bite that off and then like rush it. So maybe someday, I don't know. Ask again later. You shake the ball. That's the answer you get. What racing game has the best soundtrack? We think we covered that too, we did right? That one, yep, yep, that one. Uh, okay. Um, this might be outside the scope of the pod. Okay. Um, <laughs> do for me, do you have any Eurobeat Rex that might have gone under the radar of the na- average initial D enjoyer? 
Um, whew. I mean, if you've only been listening to Eurobeat, you should just go back to like Italian disco stuff and you can find it on like, you know, Spotify or YouTube uh, list or whatever. Um, but I'll be honest, I just go through the super Eurobeat volumes. There's, you know, I usually, I, I start picking them up around like 80, I think is when they start getting really good because it becomes a thing that is distinctly Eurobeat and then go to like, I mean, they go until the mid 200s, I think, but I, I usually tune out around like two or like 170, something like that. Um, I think that's where all the good songs are. And you get like the tracks that are in initial D and you get like a bunch of great stuff that wasn't um, just the sound I'm looking for. I just always want the sound of like Velfar 2000 in my in my blood, in my heart. <laughs> The thing is, uh, there's so much Super Eurobeat that yes. you don't have to like find more albums. There are they're competing, they're competing labels at the time for Eurobeat sounds. You can find them and they sound great too. I just happen to like this one. And there's so much of it that I don't need to go anywhere else. I'm just like well fed already. Um, yeah. And Jackson, do you have any alt rock recs for the average 2000s burnout Need for Speed enjoyer? Uh, I guess so. Um, so obviously everyone knows the Burnout 3 and like Need for Speed soundtracks. Burnout 3 is a better soundtrack. Um, I discovered a bunch of bands from that because like in a world where no one like radio didn't matter, right? Like you, they actually put some smaller bands on those. And so I found a few places. Uh, but in like now, in the modern day, in a world where no one's listening to that music anymore, uh, I guess you should find uh, Direct Hits, who are probably the best one of those bands currently active. Uh, okay. And they're, they're fucking good. Um, Wasted Mind is one of the best, uh, one of those like rock pop punk albums ever made. Uh, but no one cares because it came out in 2016 where that music was dead. It was so fucking dead. Uh, they should be like Coheed Big, um, which I know you'll say that's not that big. But yes, <laughs> they should be relatively big for a rock band. But, they're big um, enough to have a cruise, them and Fozzie. Right, yes. Yes, but like, you know, I understand like no rock band's getting fucking My Chemical Romance big ever again. Yeah. Uh, it's just not happening. Um, but then my recommendation. Um, and then another question. Uh, any other driving game background music recommendations? So here's my thing. I did this for a little while. Um, there's like no channel that's just like Spanish language Mexican music in the game. They just it's fucking so not there. It's so weird. Why? Yeah, and like you can just go to Spotify and find some Spanish like playlists, and I put those on for a while. My my real answer is what I listen to when I play driving games is podcasts and VTubers. Like my the reason I put two hundred hours into Forza uh, Motorsport two and three is because I was listening to Idle Thumbs again and uh, the the giant bombcast for the third time at that time in my life. And when I was playing this, I was watching VTuber stuff, uh, watching Dia play Dark Souls, things like that. Like yes. Um, I just put on stuff while I'm driving because I can do both um, all well enough. Like, it's a nice background noise. Um, and I do that over listening to the music, I'll be honest. But for a while, I did put on, like, a, you know, like, where's the, where, why isn't Despacito, why didn't they buy Despacito for this game? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, and that's just, like, the biggest one, right? It is very yeah. funny, like, yeah. but like I'll you go know, to... You, I, I think of, like... The sound of the end of a Fast and Furious movie. You had the setting for it. Why haven't you done this? Oh, fuck. Oh, God. They didn't. Why didn't they put the self the end of Fast Five in this movie, in this game? Yeah. Yeah. What's that it's song just, called? I don't remember. But, like, 
like all the pieces are here and you just whiffed it like the the soundtrack is like a bunch of like it's a bunch of loose genre stations but they could apply to literally any game with like an open world in the universe and i wouldn't bat an eye uh they're just not interesting danza kadura there's the song yes that's a fucking song <laughs> that song when that song comes on at the end of fast five you know what the series never got better the series could yeah. never top that <laughs> Right. Um, I don't even like Fast Five that much, but that's like the, that is the end of the series. That montage, yes, yeah, incredible. Uh, but it's really funny in this game in that like, well, like I was listening to like most of the that that rock station until I turned it off because the songs yeah. were bad and they got boring, um, and also like hilariously censored. Um, yep. But they have this this uh, DJ is like like a Mexican and talking about how much she loves Mexico nonstop always being like super respectful and then we're just like and here's Foo Fighters <laughs> and yes. the distance between those two things of like talking about how good and powerful Mexico is and uh, how much we respect this place and then the same three bands that were on the last one but with their new singles this time yes. is ridiculous the thing um i listen to a lot of static radio as i mentioned when i'm driving the thing i like about most of the genre like the decade stations this is true of other i guess some of the like genre stations too is they get like the people who are doing the radio there like a lot of them are like mtv vjs from back in the day or people who were in bands who aren't any maybe they're like retired and they do solo acts or whatever but like they're just like they like the music and they want to tell you about the music and they'll do a show for serious for however much money they get paid um spinning their favorite tracks like for three hours a day um seems like a good gig um why don't games do this this is the perfect time to put like you know actual actual like mexican radio like djs or uh fucking drivers or whatever like you could put stuff in here yeah i don't understand because like i mean you, you get games that are like uh the euro truck simulators where they just have an fm tuner in the game yeah they just like connect to an online radio service and it's like license in whatever open source like it connects to a public radio thing right that they, they have they have licensed the idea of it and you just put it on and you can put on radios from any place you just put on local radios for the place you're driving it and it's amazing um i assume the reason they don't do that well the reason they don't do that is because um this game is really concerned with music as part of its presentation and audio design so every track that's in the game has to be processed through the like you drive it to the festival and then it sounds like it's coming from the festival and not your car uh and there's multiple different like levels of how the audio is presented to you uh which you can't just do when you're playing an mp3 file um yep which is, I, I think, just the wrong choice. I think they should just pivot away from Like, I understand why they have the festival play the music and it's like a whole thing, but after the first three hours, I've heard all the songs and I don't care anymore. And it's diminishing returns for the rest of the time you're playing the game. There's just enough variation in, like, music that would be integral to, like, Mexican culture or whatever that you could do multiple stations and multiple, like, DJs that, like, are a celebration. If you want to make this a game about tourism, you could fucking do that just through the radio in a way that, like, is exceptional, and it would just take minimal effort. Yes. They just didn't do that. Uh, we have one last question from Two Punter here. What's your favorite video game vehicle? Uh, Two Punter says the wingsuit grapple parachute combo from Just Cause, calling the wingsuit vehicle. Which, you know, it's pretty good pretty good video game vehicle what you got oh i mean it's, it's the outrun ferraris i guess i mean that is a, that is a fucking good one you're not wrong um man that is a good one <laughs> i think that might just be the answer 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, other vehicles I think are, like, just really fucking cool. Like, I like when you get a horse, but I don't think any of the horses are exceptional enough to merit special mention. Um, yeah, my favorite horse is in Red Dead Redemption, um, but then fuck Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, if it was just a pleasant horse riding game, I would like it a lot more. Uh, yeah. But, like, I don't like the horse in Metal Gear that much. Uh, how's yeah. the horse in Witcher? It's great. It's fine. Okay. But, like, it's not, you know, it's not, like, crazy. Like, uh, Argo. Argo's pretty good. Uh, what's Argo? What? The horse in, uh, why can't you think of the name? Not, not, uh, not, not Ico. The other game. Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, Shadow of the Colossus. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Well, that's a good horse. Good horse. Yeah. Is that a podcast? Did we finish? Banjo. Banjo is the ve- best vehicle. <laughs> now. Because Kazooie rides yes, Banjo. Yes, I understand where this was coming from, but now we're uh, in the philosophical territory. Is the guy from Ratatouille <laughs> is a vehicle? Is Mario a vehicle for Cappy? Yes, right? No. He's riding on Mario. But he doesn't possess Mario. That's different. If he possesses something, he's not riding it. He's possessing it. He's riding Mario. But he doesn't. He doesn't control. Mario is controlling Cappy. I mean, the beginning of the game is he, as you are tutorializing how to play the game. Cappy tells you, "Run here, do this." Mario oh, does. No. So you're telling me that the Super Odyssey has a Bioshock situation going on? Jack Jack Ryan? That's like a no. That's not what's his Andrew name? Andrew Ryan. And, no, the main guy, the guy you are, Jack. Just Jack. Jack is a vehicle. Randy Ryan. Jack is a big of Randy Ryan, and then later Fontaine, I guess. Yeah. Um, God, this is stupid. Is Bowser <laughs> is Bowser a vehicle for Mario and Luigi? Um in Bowser's yes. Inside Story. Yes. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> I guess in that case, Bowser's the best vehicle in video games. <laughs> because most of the time they just kind of let Bowser do what it want, but every once in a while they gotta nudge him. So Bowser is the most like a horse of anyone in Mario games. <laughs> Bowser's Inside Stories, what? They would never make that game now. I mean, they did remake that game like just a couple years ago. Not the same thing. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, all right, that's it. Next month, we are doing Moon, the RPG, the non-anti-RPG. The, 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 the branding around Moon is obnoxious, but it seems like it's an indie RPG from Japan from the mid late 90s, 97, I think. Finally got a release. It's on Switch. On the Switch, yeah. Yes. We, I already bought it, so I'm excited to play it. Um, Seems like it's like the thing that inspired a lot of the things that would have inspired Undertale, you know, at all. Um, yeah, important uh, marker on that chain. And after that, I don't, I don't fucking know what next year looks like. We're gonna probably do some smaller games. Yeah, game the uh, a movie length. <laughs> yeah, movie length or bust. So we're gonna be playing nothing. <laughs> Finally, I'll get my uh, super hexagon emerald mapping done. Shortest podcast we've ever made. I was gonna say, what are you gonna say about Super Hexagon other than you think it's perfect? It's perfect. What are you gonna do? Show a Super Hexagon, and then you avoid things. That's all you need to do. <laughs> that's that's gaming. That's gaming. Uh, where can people find you online, Jackson? Head falls off on Twitter.com. You can find the podcast me and MD at abnormalmapping.com. Um, yeah. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore Bing. You can support all the work we do at patreon.com slash neural mapping. Uh, for $1, you get Great Gundam Project. We're about to start Gundam Seed. So uh, we're watching G Savior, which is a live action movie, but then we're going to start Gundam Seed, which I've heard people like. I'm excited to dig into it. Um, at $5, we do Blockbusters, which is me and Jackson watching a movie and breaking it down like script and ideal ideology-wise, and that's always great. We did one Dirty Harry. We're about to do Miss Congeniality, which I'm excited to rewatch. Uh, and then at $10, we do VoIP Life, where we goof off and often end up talking about video games there and movies and dumb shit. Kind of is whatever our fixations are at any given moment is what dictates the thing. So right now, I've just been steamrolling it with movie stuff, but often there's a lot of game content there. Um and uh, you can check out our Discord. I don't know where you find a link to the Discord. Is that just on the page of normalmapping.com? I believe so. Okay. Um, I never plug it on most... Like, I don't plug it on Gundam, but we have a Discord. It's a good community. If you want to talk about video games and a bunch of other shit with people, it's nice there. I like it. Um, it's small. Like, you know, don't come crap it up. That's all I ask. Yep. Um... I think that's everything. So we'll be back next month. We'll talk about Moon. The video games well, will continue despite our best efforts. Actually, one more thing. Um, oh, shit. What do you got? Which is that in the last 10 minutes, I have been sent DMs okay. uh, about Halo lore that's so wild, I just want your reaction on tape. Okay, sure. Okay, so in the novels following Halo 3 that 343 has since written, you know how Halo 3 ends? Uh, yeah, and you fucking shoot Gildy Spark in the face, and then the Halo oh, I ring thought you explodes. meant the part where everyone salutes the troops and goes, "9/11 was hard on well, all of us." That, that's it. <laughs> but you shoot Gildy Spark in the face, he explodes, and then not only he explodes, but the entire ring explodes and is disintegrated, and he's dead forever. Thank God, because fuck that guy, Gildy Spark sucks. He's back, and he's like a cool armor transformer guy with a gun now. What? Can you play as him in the multiplayer? <laughs> He's only in books. Sorry, you cannot oh. play as him. But uh, Wait, this... if three four three is writing the books, they could put him. Why? Why isn't he in the thing? Look, there he is. There is. Oh no, that's what he, he looks Mass like Effect. now. They want Mass Effect. <laughs> They've made three four three a Mass Effect guy. And they're like, he... they're like, what if Legion and Thane were one man? <laughs> and it was. And this fucking... woman, this like carefully cultivated video game protagonist woman, was dating him. Uh, carefully cultivated in this cover, maybe? Uh, but let's see the prior cover, where it, it's only two years before. I'm just saying, uh, this is like, we respectfully made Lara Croft's boobs smaller as a character in Okay, Halo. it always has that energy, but this is for, no, for only two years prior, but it feels like 15 years prior in terms of how video games approach, like, designing their women. Uh, okay. But here you go. Look at this. Oh, this Mara Jade motherfucker. Yeah, this Mara Jade mother... <laughs> Look, the gap between these two shots of this one woman feel this cannot only be two years anyway also, why this is, is like this is like a model that they like they took her stock photo head and just put it on a horrible mass effect body this is just n7 armor it sucks this fucking sucks what is going on in these books all right we're leaving i'm gonna put in some music goodbye <laughs>